Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Mojo Sports Show, number 42. Great show ahead. We're going to be covering NFL and MLB. NBA, NHL, it's going to be an action-packed show. Looking forward to another another great Saturday morning with all my uh, the little Mojo fans out there. So let's buckle down, get ready, and here we go. Mr. Mojo. Everybody's waiting to see if the Mets climb Cespedes. Uh, I think 
you know, my I flip flop on it daily. One day I think they're gonna get him, one day I don't. You know, just the Mets put you through this. They'll put you through a torture, waiting to see. They have to sign the guy. I hope they sign him. I'm sure everybody's hoping they sign him. So let's just uh, hope they get that done. But we're gonna talk about some of that with baseball definitely later in the show. We're we'll going over all the top free agents in the league, where they might land, and uh, talk the Mets, Yankees, Phillies, everybody else around the league, anybody wants to talk, 718-508-9883. The, the phone lines are open all day today, so we'll talk about everything. We are going to do football picks with Pete at 1015. Pete will be calling in, so we'll be going over all the NFL picks at, at that time. So as you look at the Thanksgiving Day games from the other day, had some great games. I mean, the, the Lions pulled out the game against the Vikings in a, in a great game. I'll tell you, it's really good. Other than the last game, the first two games are really good TV, you know, for people just hanging out, eating turkey that they can watch. Especially the Dallas-Washington game was, was a pretty good game as well. But Detroit wins on a last-second field goal. Big win for the Lions. They take over the first place with that win. And as the Vikings continue to sputter after the 5-0 start, now at 6-5, and five, so... The Vikings are struggling right now. They're hoping to get A.P. Peterson back shortly. So we'll see what happens there. But he ain't going to be back until at least week 15. But the Lions are now 7-4. and four. They're 5-1 and one at home with a big 16-13 win over the Vikings. Then the, Red, the Cowboys beat the Redskins 31-26 in a classic shootout-type game. I mean, monster game for Kirk Cousins, 449 yards and three TDs, but it wasn't enough as Dallas – showed why they, when they need the plays, they make them. And, you know, Prescott makes plays when he has to make them. You watch the kid, he's making all the right decisions and plays. Elliott's a stud. Dez, you see, Dez and Norman had their issues. And, you know, I heard after the game, that Norman saying, Dez said, where I'm from, we emptied the clip. I mean, I mean, these guys, I'll tell you, these guys, you couldn't put brains on these players. If, I mean, who said something like that? Because you're having a competitive football game, you go to somebody where I'm from, I emptied a clip. I mean, give me a freaking break. And then now he's backtracking, saying, well, that was a harm. No, it wasn't, Dez. You were trying to be a tough guy. And, and, I mean, really, watch. I mean, these guys, don't somebody, like, pull them aside and say, like, I guess they do, and they just don't listen. They just don't care. I mean, because some of these things that people say, like these players say, athletes all around in all sports, such as football, it's just in general. It's just, I'll tell you, you know. And, listen, they were having a nice competitive battle. It was actually nice to see. It was good football. They were battling. They were getting, you know, physical, and that's how it should be. But to start saying stuff like that, I mean, come on now. Give me a break here. I mean, that is seriously. I mean, and how long are you in the league now? I mean, come on now. Let, let, let's show a little professionalism here, and, you know, and, you know. Well, when you're going to say, let's, 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 let's think what we say before we actually say it, maybe, you know? So, but that was, that, that, that was a great game, though. It was 31-26 as, uh, you know, Washington went for the outside kick at the end. And, uh, you know, obviously Dallas was able to recover it and, and ice the game away and run the clock out. But it was, it was definitely a good game. And, uh, you know, all you uh, people that were watching football while you were eating your turkey, that was definitely a good game. And uh, and then the Steelers just had their way with the Colts. Without without uh, without luck, you know, the Colts really they couldn't move the ball. And you know 
good game. But Roethlisberger hit Brown for three touchdowns. I mean, if you have Roethlisberger or Brown in your fantasy league, that's uh, you had six touchdowns just on them. Plus, Bell had a big game. So, good game all around for the Steelers as they get the W, a much a much needed W for the Steelers as they had they had to have that game. And uh, you know, as you look at it now, the Steelers are now six and five as well. Colts now drop to five and six. The Steelers take a half game lead over the Ravens, who are five and five. So you look at you look at the standings now. So in the AFC North, you have the Steelers six and five, the Ravens five and five, the Bengals three and six and one, and the Browns over eleven are out of it. So it's a two team race here between the rivals, the Steelers and the Ravens. So we'll see if the Ravens could uh, win their game today and hold it up. Hold up. Their end of the ball today. Get home against the Bengals in a game they should win today with no A.J. Green or Bernard for the Bengals. You would think the Ravens would get the job done today, but we'll see what happens. Ravens are also 3 0 in their division, which could be big. In the AFC East, the Patriots 8 2, first place. Dolphins 6 4 in second. The Bills 5 5, Jets 3 7. The Jets are out of it. So the three teams still alive in the AFC East. And uh, the Jets going back to Fitzpatrick today. That's a whole other story. I'm sure we're going to get into that at some point today, but you have to question. At some point, you really have to question what they're even thinking. I mean, the front office of the Jets, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. Stay with the kid and see what he's got, but they're listening to Brandon Marshall, some planning he wants the football, so blah, 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 and here we go. Brian Fitzpatrick's back in a meaningless 3-7 and seven game. The Jets ain't beating the Patriots anyway, so I guess they were trying to hide Petty from the Patriots. They didn't want to put him in a position. I guess against the Patriots, but that's a perfect game to get experience, but whatever. Okay, then you have in the South, Houston 6-4, and four, the Colts 5-6, and six, Tennessee 5-6, and six, Jacksonville 2-8 or out of it, so you've got three teams in the mix there. Houston looks to be in good shape, but if they win a couple more, 5-0 and oh at home has definitely been a big factor for them. So we'll see what happens with them. They play at home against the Chargers today. So that, we'll see if they can hold serve at home. If they keep winning a couple more games and Colts uh, and Tennessee lose a couple more, Houston will be in good shape to put that division away. Then the AFC West, which has been the best division of football, Oakland eight and two in first place. Kansas City and Denver both seven and three play t- tomorrow night, Sunday night. Oh no, no, it's not the Sunday. Yeah, it is the Sunday night game. It came up flexed into Sunday night. So you have the Chiefs and Broncos now Sunday night football. Great game in the AFC West. So that that's definitely a, a good interesting game right there. The Chargers are four and six. They're probably the best four and six team we'll ever see. They lost so many close games this year and at the end. But record speaks with you know, record is what it is. So four and six, that's that, that's who they are right now. Then in the NFC, get the Cowboys at ten and one, ten in a row, a red hot Cowboy team in first place. The Giants at seven and three also been hot, won five in a row. Giants play in Cleveland today in a game they should win. I know, like, a lot of Giants fans are a little worried about this game, but I wouldn't be. I don't see how this game, the Giants don't hammer the Browns today. Maybe it's not tomorrow. Maybe it's close for a little while, but yeah, I don't see how they don't. Then Washington, after the loss, 6 4 1. They're still in the mix for a playoff spot. The Eagles are 5 5 in the mix, but maybe to get give you a lot of work, maybe to get done, so. All right, and in the north, you got the Lions at seven and four. The Vikings right behind at six and five now. The Packers have been a big disappointment at four and six. Pretty much out of it. I mean, they're still only two out in the loss compactly, so they're alive. But the way they're playing, give up forty points back to back weeks to 
Tennessee and Washington, they're in a lot of trouble. Today, they actually played Monday night at Eagles, so another tough test for them there. So we'll see what happens there. Browns are banded 2 and 8. No help for them. No Cutler for the rest of the year, most likely. No Jeffrey for a few more weeks. Leonard Floyd's out. Zach Miller's out. So you're talking about a team that just don't have much left. So the Bears are pretty much done. In the South, you got the Falcons at 6 and 4. You have the Bucks at 5 and 5 right behind them. The Saints at 4 and 6. Another one of the better 4 and 16 Saints with a lot of close games this year. And then the Panthers as well at 4 and 6. They are for these four and six teams at this point because there's so many teams ahead of them now. So it's going to be tough for them to actually catch anybody, but we'll see what happens there. Then you have the West, Seattle, 7 2 and 1, running away with the division. Arizona, another team that's been a disappointment at 4 5 and 1. The Rams, 4 and 6, just not a good team at all. And the Niners, 1 and 9, really bad. You know, so we'll see. The Niners are pretty much done. They've been, you know, because the Chip Kelly special, you know, the Chip Kelly butte in, in uh, San Francisco that he's got going on there. So we'll see what happens there. We're going to get into, I'm going to have PDB join me in like two minutes. And, uh, you know, a couple other little quick notes. So you look, you're looking around the league. Obviously, everybody heard the Romo speech. Classy move by Romo. Obviously, to, to put all controversies. Controversy to bed. He comes out. He makes his announcement. You know, playing it's Prescott's team. He's the backup. It's a sad moment for him. You could see he was, you know, upset. You know, obviously the best team he has probably ever had now, and now he can't even enjoy it because he's not, you know, because of his injuries and everything. So now he's now he's just a cheerleader. Now, like obviously people talk, where can he end up next year? And you know, obviously the Jets coming up, but Denver's coming up. And, you know, he's probably going to have a choice. They're probably going to do the right thing by him if they do let him go. Jerry Jones is saying he'll keep him around for the backup position. But you got to figure he's going to get traded after this year. question is where. I think Denver it looks like a spot that has Elway written all over it. I could see Denver, especially Denver, if they're trying to win next year and they don't feel these young quarterbacks, Simeon and uh, Lynch are ready. So I, I could, although Simeon's have, you know, listen, they're seven and three this year. So I mean, they're playing well, but you know, Elway likes that veteran quarterback, and uh, you know, he's not afraid to go pull the trigger on a deal. And I, I could definitely see Romo wanting to go to Denver. So that's definitely a match I could definitely see happening in the future. But we'll see. I'm sure there'll be other teams in the mix too. And, you know, it's not a bad thing to keep Romo around either because, you know, you never know in the NFL, one bad hit when a guy's out of the game, at least you have somebody to go to here. If, you know, you have a proven veteran quarterback now, a lot of people say, well, Romo always chokes in a big game anyway. But you can't tell me anybody wouldn't love to have Tony Romo as a backup if somebody got hurt and you can go to Romo. So anybody would love to have that. I mentioned earlier, Adrian Peterson just started running a little more. Minnesota's hoping to have him back by week 15, but they're not sure. So that's something to definitely keep an eye on. Obviously, last week, A.J. Green pulled his hamstring. They said it was torn originally, that he probably wouldn't play the rest of the year. But now they're saying he could be back. They missed a week or two, and he should be back. So we'll see what happens there. Giovanni Bernard scored his out, but he's clearly out for the year. So they could definitely keep an eye on it. 
around the NFL. And, uh, you know, so we'll be updating a lot more injuries and things through the show. I am going to bring in my man, PDV. Coach for uh, four quarters can't do that. No reason to watch. Yeah, really. Right. They should have just canceled it. They should have just canceled it after if the luck luck was hurt. Well, why why would any anybody with a sane mind want to watch that? Unless you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so here we are, week twelve, coming off a big thirteen and one week for PDV last week and his picks. He had a great week last week, thirteen and one. <laughs> now you. Your record is now 96-63-2, now 33 games over 500. I went 10-4 and four last week. I'm 104-55-2. So me and you, basically, if you're following me and Pete in your picture, you're really doing well this year because we're both really – both doing – I mean, the record speaks for itself for both of us. So It's dominant. And like, I said earlier, like I said earlier in the year, when, when some caller questioned our picking, uh, you know, the record speaks for itself. That's not going to pick teams every week, and you know, I just, you know, I got to yeah. try and break the games down. So let, let's talk about the games from the other day first. So obviously Detroit with a nice close win over Minnesota, <laughs> a late field goal. Can we talk about something uh, before that? I want to talk. Uh, I did a yeah. really bad job last week. I wanted to talk about the. Got to even bring it out the Denver the Denver Saints game where they. They won the game at the end with the the block extra point, and they took it back for the two points. What a freaking yeah. game! I mean, what a crush! What a what a crushing game for me! I mean, obviously, I picked I picked the I picked the Saints. Thought the Saints were going to win, and they had the they had that game there. And at the end, and the block extra point comes back to kill them. What a freaking game! I just you know I did a bad job last week. I really wanted to talk about it, and I just had a brain fart. Never brought it up, and uh. Yeah, yeah no, like, that was that was a that, that was a crushing loss for New Orleans. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you had, yeah. you had the game was kicking an extra point. Not only does it get blocked, but you would say, all right, it's a tie game now, 
they they run it back and now they lose the game on the play. I mean, that was just a horrendous way to lose the game. I mean, it's got to be one of the great finishes. It's got to be one of the great finishes of all time, you would think. Yeah, I mean, when do you see that? And it's funny because there was a game the other day. I think it was on Thanksgiving. It happened. It was the Dallas game where they went. The, the extra point didn't go or it was blocked. Was blocked. But yeah, it was blocked, and they tried to run it out, but they got tackled. But yeah, it, it's just you don't see that too often. And uh, just to see it, you know how it went down. Like, it was just a crazy ending to a game. I mean, just a tough way, like you said, a tough way to lose the game. I mean, you don't want to lose the game like that. We got some breaking news here. We got LSU is uh, LSU's named Ed Bergeron their uh, their their head coach. It looks like uh, Mark Herman's either going to stay with Houston, or he's going to take the Texas job. We'll see. We'll see what oh, happens okay. there. So I mean, they were talking all day yesterday when uh, that uh that uh the, yeah, Mark Herman was going to take the LSU job. Uh, something must have happened behind the scenes. You know, Texas has all that oil money. Maybe they offered him a lot of money. Plus, if I mean, if you're a coach, I don't know if I'd want to. If I would want to coach LSU in the SEC, where you can have a, you know, you basically have your pick of recruits. Where in Texas, you could pick, pluck every recruit you want from Texas, you know, and uh, and still, uh, you know, deal with the Big Twelve, then you know, rather than deal with the the the, the big time SEC schedule, so. Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. I saw that. I found that interesting. Yesterday, it looked like it was a done deal, right? I mean, yeah, it looked like he was going to coach. Uh, he was coaching his last game at Houston, and he was uh, certainly going to coach uh, LSU. You know, what may have happened. He may have gotten. You know, he may have gotten a little. Uh, you know, he may have not been happy that that it, that it leaked out that he was going to coach. You know, that that he just wanted to coach his kids his last games. You know, and. You know, he may not been happy that it got leaked out and decided to take the Texas job. Assuming he takes the old Texas job, well, you're not in set in stone yet with that either. Yeah, it's just, and, you know, in today's world, everything seems to leak out somewhere, right? So, sure. Anyway, let's but get see, back to this why, week. That's why in this show, you can always get breaking news on this show. That's the beauty of it. So. So yeah, so back so back back to Thanksgiving now. So what would you think on the Minnesota Detroit game? Obviously it was a big game for first place and uh, you know, Detroit pulled it out late. What would you take on that game? Uh, yeah, I, I mean I question I question Minnesota passing the ball while they did. I mean, yeah, you could say yeah, you know, you don't want to coach conservatively, but you know, you look what happened. You you know, you throw the ball and t- throw throw against first of all, Chris Clinton, the kid Slay is one of the best cornerbacks in uh in football. I mean, first I had question even when it on his side of the field, then you throw it on his side, picks it off, and then they get the ball in the base field position. Boom, the game's over. I mean, it was a really good, yeah. well played game. You know, Bradford up, up until that point had a really good game. He was dinking and dunking, but he was uh, you know, he yet to turn the ball over, and he really was having a good game up until that last pass. Yeah, no, he was. And he was actually getting criticized. I heard him getting criticized all week about his, his play, but I mean, he did have a good game up until that pass, which is unfortunate. He's, he's had a good year too. He's had a pretty good year. He's you know he's really really played good quarterback for 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 someone who just thrown into a situation two weeks before the season started. I mean, you can't complain about his his quarterback play. Yeah, they're not. You know, they're not. 
they're not uh, even where they are now. It's six and five without them, right? I mean, yeah. With no offensive line, they have no offensive line. I mean, they were so they were so uh, they were so uh, desperate for offensive linemen. They they signed Jake Jake Long off the scrap heap, and he even got hurt. Well, he's always hurt, right? That's the story of his life. Four, five years, yeah. that guy. And it took us to the Dallas Washington game, which was a great game. My cousins had a big game. Dallas was able to outlast them. What'd you think of that game? Oh, that was a great game. That was that was the game I was most looking forward to the whole the whole day because, you know, you had a lot of uh, explosive plays plays. You know, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you assume you're going to see a lot of offense in that game. You know, and a lot of good quarterback play, which really did. You seen you know, Ezekiel Elliott running the ball, Dak Prescott throwing the ball. You know, running the ball, making big plays. You know, if you're a Dallas fan right now, you got to be really, really, really happy about what you're seeing right now with your team. You know, and uh. You know the bounds. You know running the ball, passing the ball. You know they could just get a little more defense, ratchet up that defense a little bit more. They'd be a, you know they already are. They already are a Super Bowl contender. But you know you're talking about almost a shoe in if they could if they can get better a little bit of better defensive play and you know and a pass rushing. You know and the def the secondary hasn't looked so bad. I like what I'm seeing from the secondary. But you know if they could just pressure the quarterback more a little bit more, they would be really. You know, outstanding team. That to be a happy Christine from Pinebush right now. You know. Yeah, you have to be. Yeah. And Raymond, and you know, and all those those diehard uh, those diehard uh, cowboy fans. Yeah. No, listen. A lot to be excited about. You know. I'm happy for you, Ray. Right really happy for you, Ray. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be excited as a cowboy fan right now because ten and one, ten in a row, they're rolling along. I mean. Now, do you see this? Do you see, obviously, anything could happen in the playoffs. Do you, if this is any problem for them in the playoffs, what would be their problem, you think, going into the playoffs? Oh, like I mentioned, the pass rush. The pass rush is, you know, I'm not crazy about their pass rush. Because even even when they blitz, they're not getting to the quarterback and they're, they're leaving holes in their secondary. So, if they could just get a, a, a you know, a third down, a third down, you know, second half pass rush when they're up in these games. I mean, you, you know, I would, I, I would put them at, a, you know, a Super Bowl favorite at this point. Truly amazing, right? With a rookie quarterback, and that where they where ten and one with a chance right now, the, the Super Bowl, so maybe Super Bowl favorites in the NFC. Well, it's pretty crazy. Like you would have never thought that going into the year for sure. But yeah, that's why they play the games, right? And here they are. And then, obviously, I know we talked about it, the bad game of the, the Steelers Colts. So, here you had Roethlisberger hit Brown three times the touchdown. Obviously, Billy Holmes, the Thunder, are happy about that as he had both of them. So, it was a big uh, big game for the Thunder. I faced Kirk Cousins, who put up 77.5 points this week against me. So, you know, what, what, what can you do about that, you know? Nothing. Uh, okay. So now we look ahead to Sunday's games. We got some good games on Sunday, and uh, so here we are. We got the Titans and the Bears. That's the first game, which they have a bad team depleted. No Cutler, no Jeffrey, no Leonard Floyd, no Dak Miller. I mean, the Bears even have a shot in this game. The Tennessee's playing well, right? As well. So I, I like the I, I, game. I would. 
I would have given him a shot. It looks like Jake Mariota's uh, figuring out how to play this quarterback thing in the NFL. I mean, he's playing. He may be playing the best, the best at the position right now. You know, you know, you know, other than maybe a Kirk Cousins or you know whoever it may be. But you know, Jake Mariota looks like he's uh, like a star. And uh, you know, Chicago's just playing out the string. You know, uh, you know, just uh, I guess jockeying for a draft position. I guess they really don't do that in the NFL. They always try to win these games, but you know they. They've just, you know, they've just been banged up from the onset. You know, even look at the early season with uh, Denny Trevathan's injury, you know, banged yeah. up on defensive line. You know, it's just been a, been a miserable year if you're a Chicago Bear fan. And at this point, they're probably better off just losing. I think they had better draft position anyway. Yeah. And they don't really about that in the NFL, but, you know, they also, uh, you know, I don't think they have a choice. They're going to lose. They're going to lose these games no matter whether they try or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I like that entertainment. You're going to see Matt Barkley today for uh, tomorrow for the bad. So, and I don't know how confident they are in that game. So, nah, yeah, yeah we'll, 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 like to see big time. We're both pretty much in agreement that, uh, you know, we're, we're both pretty much in agreement that. Tennessee is the pick here in this game, right? So I can see right now John John Fox, the beggar look. He has this he has like you know how the North North Turner has the, the confused look? John John Fox always has his beggar look. Like I can see him challenging like a four yard uh, spot play or something like that. Or, you know, just just to be a beggar, you know, just just to make the game last a little longer. Yeah, this the, the game this game's gonna be a uh, big time uh Tennessee rolling rolling over the Rolling over the bears. Yeah, and I actually had a, in my suicide pool. I'm still alive, so you got to pick a different team every week. So you know it's limited now. Week twelve, you know, use mostly a good teams. So I actually took Tennessee this week against the Bears. So hopefully, hopefully I'll advance. I, I feel pretty good about that game, though. I really do. So even Mojo agrees from Tennessee. There, as he just meowed as he walked by and said, "Yeah." That's so. it, Mojo. Or was he just meowing because he wanted something to eat? Yeah, he wants treats, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then we got Jacksonville at Buffalo. Bills well, you know, five I, five I've been coming a, off the win over. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Just go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Bills coming off a, a win against Cincinnati last week, a, a nice win at the end. They pulled the game out, 16-12. And uh, the Jaguars have just been a big disappointment this year. And uh, I, I like Buffalo at home. I think Buffalo, you know, keeps their playoff hopes alive with a win this week. I, I would expect them to. And I think Watkins might be playing, right, as well this week? Or yeah. Is it a chance Watkins. he's going to play? I think, he's, I, think he's, I think he's better than 50-50 he's going to play. I would say he was going to play in a – I don't know. I would think that uh, you may want to, they may want to rest McCoy because, you know, he's got a thumb injury. He's a game-time decision. And uh, – you know, just you want your players healthy. You don't want them. You don't want to. You want to put your players in a. You know, in a place to succeed. You don't want to put them. You know, give them a chance to fail. And uh, you know, I would rest. I would rest McCoy. You know, play Jealousy Jil- or whoever they want to line up in the backfield. You know, and uh, you know, Jacksonville's just just. You know, they can't get out of their own way. They're another team. Just can't get out of their own way. And uh. You know, I, I would look for Buffalo to, you know, probably in a defensive struggling type of game. Or maybe actually not. I was actually, when I was thinking about this game, I was thinking that it could be like like a little bit of a high scoring type of game. 
You know, you got Buffalo with the seventh ranked pass defense, but uh no, I think I think Jacksonville put up some points, you know, possibly, you know, and I think Buffalo put up some points too. Maybe make a big play on uh special teams, you know. But I, I do think that Buffalo's gonna win this game rather easily. Not sure what the weather's gonna be like there in Buffalo, so you have a team in a warm weather climate going into Buffalo, so yeah. You're back? Yeah, I'm here. I mean, I I just lost you. I didn't hear much from you. Oh, okay. I lost you for a second. I didn't know what happened. All right, so. I I hung up and called back, so. Oh, okay. All right, so yeah, we're up to the Bengals and Ravens right now. So the Bengals-Ravens game. So obviously, we're talking. So there's no green and open odds this week. So what's your take on uh, on that game? I mean, the Ravens obviously need the game to keep pace with the Steelers. What do you, what do you think about that game? Yeah, I'm going to go Ravens here. Cincinnati looks like they're just tanking. They, uh, uh, you know, they they lost a lot, a lot of tough games, and, you know, they lost uh, Bernard. You know, no A.J. Green, you know. And then, uh, you know, Buffalo, I mean Buffalo. Both was home, you know, and you go with the home field team right now. And obviously the better coach and John Harbaugh and, uh, you know, uh, I think business is usable as usual for uh, Baltimore here. They'll probably win like a 24 uh 14 24 type of game. Yeah, that that'll set up a big matchup potentially next week with Miami and Baltimore, which could be a huge game for, you know, possibly, you know, a chance at a wild card, you know. So that that's going to be a big game for next week if both teams hold serve this week. So, as we're talking about that game, let's go to the 49ers Dolphins game. So, I mean, I like Miami a lot here. I mean, they're playing well. 49ers aren't at home in Miami. I don't see them really having much of a trouble. With but then again, it's could be a game that you overlook, and then all of a sudden San Francisco's in the game late. But I, I don't know. I, the way they've been playing, I, I, think I would expect them at home to handle the Niners. What do you think? Oh, yeah, it's surging Dolphins team. They're really surging. Uh, oh, no, breaking news. Uh, Charlie, Charlie Strong just fired as Texas head coach, so – Looks like um, the breaking news: Charlie Strong fired by Texas, and we and this was actually been rumored, right? But we've actually heard rumors of this over the last couple of weeks. So now it's official: Charlie Strong has been let go by the Texas Longhorns. So, what direction do they go in now, Texas? You're gonna probably look to Mark Herman. You know that you see that you know the writing's on the wall. See they they put LSU voted on Ergeron, and you know and. uh, you know, and you got, uh, you know, Mark Herman, the big coach out there, you know, coaching Houston, you know, you got to assume that, you know, that you can just connect the dots here. And then you got to assume that uh, that uh, Mark Herman's going to Texas. Big hire for them. It's a good yeah. hire. Yeah, the, t- the, timing, the timing seems right for that one right there. Yeah. It, it well, looks yeah, like they I waited mean, the perfect moment to execute that one. Yeah. <laughs> It almost like, like, all right, this guy's going to go somewhere else. Let's make our move now to get him here, you know? So that's, that's what it looks like. Okay, anyway, back to the Dolphins. Let's get back to the back Dolphins. Back to the Dolphins. Yeah, so the surging Dolphins, as I like to call, call them. They, they won five or six in a row or something like that. They're, five in a row. Def- five in a row, yeah. 
five in a row with a patsy with a patsy uh, on deck here in San Francisco. But uh, yeah, I would lo- I would look for the Dolphins to to run the ball all over them, maybe a little play action, and you know coming off of Tannehill's maybe maybe Tannehill's best game as a professional. You know, last week I think he played a Played really good, and you know you got to like what you see out of them. They didn't score a lot of points, but you know what? He made he made plays when he had to, and you know, and he put you know put his team in a in a position to win, and they won the game at the end. But uh, yeah, Dolphins yeah, really. And it was funny yeah. watching the game. It was funny watching the game because they were down, I mean, ten nothing late in middle, you know, late in midway, mid more than midway through the fourth quarter. It looked like they were done. And then all of a sudden, touchdown, stop, touchdown, and they win the game. It was pretty amazing how they pulled that game out. Jeff Fisher, like, hey, listen, you know, you know how I criticized Fisher in the past on the show, but, I mean, on fourth and inches to try a 54-yard field goal instead of trying to get the first down and then ice the game. I mean, it's just, you know, the guy just continues to just make, you know, mediocre move after mediocre move, and that's why he is Mr. Mediocrity, uh, you know. And, uh, and, you know, I'll give Miami some credit. As last week, they had no Albert or Pouncey, and Tunzel got hurt during the game and left the game in the second quarter, and they still held up. The, you know, the line held up and got them to win there, which was, you know, surprising. And now Tunzel's back, and Albert might play tomorrow. Pouncey's going to miss one more week, but they can get that offensive line healthy. They could make a run. Let me tell you something about these Pouncey boys. I mean, they can really play football, but – they're as frail as can be to both of them. I mean, they're both great football players, but you can't count on them. I mean, you yeah, know. Yeah, both very we, injury prone. You're right. But, uh, yeah, they could both play football, though. But, yeah, yeah they're mean, good players, but they're always hurt. They are. Like, it's always something, like it seems like. Yeah. And, and Mike, you know, Pouncey's had hip issues, and now the hip issue flared up again. So he has hip problems, which – you know, he already had a surgery on it like a year or two ago, so something to keep an eye. But they're playing good. Listen, Ajayi is giving them an identity. They've got that identity now of running the football, and Tannehill's making plays. So, you know, Devontae Park has really been emerging over the last few weeks as well. So that's been that's been a nice, nice to see. Yeah, Kenny Still's making plays too, you know. They're all, you know, it looks like they're all making plays. Yeah. They're all, uh, they're all, um, you know, uh, doing their job, as you know, they all have a role in their own, you know, fulfilling their role. All right now, now look at now looking at uh, Arizona at Atlanta. Arizona's been yeah. a big disappointment this year. Atlanta obviously playing well at home. So, what do you think? Does, can Arizona show up with a big game this week? What do you think? No, I, I like Atlanta. I like Atlanta. I'm just. Just sick and you know, just sick and tired of uh, of looking at Arizona and you know, and the you know, stop making excuses. They, they almost killed. They're gonna kill the head. They're gonna kill the head coach. The head coach was uh, was hospitalized after after last week's game. I mean, it was a questionable call, and he really, really went crazy on the on the officials. But uh, you know, it just uh, it's just not their year. You know, both of my picks, both of my uh. I mean, one of my Super Bowl picks, I picked uh, Arizona versus Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's looking okay, but uh, Arizona, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the first uh, to to dump the dirt on them. That the season's over. Yeah, yeah, not looking good. How many weapons? You would think they would be better than they are, defensively and offensively. It's been a disappointing year. 
you know, obviously Palmer hasn't had his greatest year, and defensively, I mean, you know, the Honey Badger has been pretty much non-existent for them. He hasn't had any big plays this year, and it just seems like it's, it's not their year this year, Arizona. And I really like their coach. I don't know. Nobody's really like, a big fan. And I'm actually going to go out on the limb and pull an up, pick an upset and pick Arizona to upset Atlanta tomorrow. Huh. Despite all of that, obviously you're going with Atlanta from the way it sounds, right? Yeah. <laughs> and think Atlanta right. will uh, have a big game. And now we're going to look at the, the Rams and the Saints. All right. Um. We got the Saints like, at home. Obviously, the Rams coming off tough losses. The Saints at home, well, you know, they're usually a lot better at home. Do you think the, the Saints just beat the Rams easy, or do you think the Rams hang in this game? Yeah, no, I, I think the Saints are going to put up uh, 35 plus points in this game. You know, whether it be running the ball or uh, or throwing the ball. You know, I, I just think I just think uh, the, the Rams, especially the defensive line, is overrated. I mean, the guys just don't make plays when they need to make plays. You know, Robert Quinn, I mean, this guy's got, uh, I think, five tackles on the whole season. I mean, after signing a big contract, he's fattened up over the, on the off season. He can't make, can't make a play anymore. You give some some of these guys, you, you really got to wonder about giving them big contracts. Because after you give them contracts, some of them are basically useless. And I'm throwing Robert Quinn, that guy Robert Quinn under that the useless uh, category after – Give him a big contract, and uh, that dog won't hunt anymore. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> would you think so, yeah. Goff? Would you think? Would you see out of golf last week? Did you? Did yeah, you like I, any, you know, didn't, didn't see much. You seen a guy who, uh, you know, threw fifty percent, fifty percent completion percentage, basically. You know, and wasn't allowed to really throw the ball downfield. You know, and doesn't have the best weapons to begin with. But, uh, you know, I mean. I could see him definitely getting better. You know, I'm not ready to, to to say he can't play football, but you know, he just doesn't have much there. You know, there's not much for that on that team. Even Gurley, I mean, I I wasn't as high on Gurley coming into this year. In general, I wasn't. You know, I really wasn't high on Gurley to be a. You know, I wasn't one of these people who thought Todd Gurley was going to be a, you know, Hall of Fame player just because he was drafted in the top ten. I, I was, you know, I always questioned that pick. I always found it questionable. You know, I, you know, I, yeah, he's a good player. He may be a good player, but, uh, you know, I, I just don't. I'm just not a, a big Todd Gurley guy, and, uh, you know, and he's really as really after having a good season last year. A good season. It was a good season. It wasn't a great season. It was a good season last year if you look at the numbers. But, uh, you know, um. He's really uh, been a disappointment this year, and really they had. If you look at their outside players, you know they their receivers, even their tight ends. I mean, uh, I like some 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 of what Bigby's done, but uh, you know they, they really don't have a lot of weapons out there, and you know it's you know and it's kind of tough to um, you know it's kind of tough to put it all. I think that has a lot to do why they really didn't just throw golf to the wolves out there, why they let them let them sit sit for half a season. Because there's really not much out there for him to, you know, to to make of. Yeah. No, you're right. It's, it's, you know, I don't see. I I I think I have a feeling they're going to get rid of Fisher after this year. 
I mean, I think that would be a mistake. I mean, I think I mean I I mean I know you don't you have your issues with uh, Fisher, but I I still think he's a top coach in the league. I don't know. I just don't think he get. I don't think he gets the best out of teams. I don't know. But we'll I don't know. give him a couple he's of weapons. with the owner, so that might spare him there. You know. So who knows? Yeah. But for what I was yeah. what I was reading that the ownership's kind of kind of growing like sick of him now at this point, but you know we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, so we'll move on. Now we both got the Saints there. Chargers at Texans. San Diego four and six lost a lot of close games this year. Texans six and four in first place. What do you think about this game? Obviously, Texans haven't been as good as they've hoped, but they're still in first place at six and four with no Watt. So they're still, you know, doing a pretty good job there. Yeah, I'm gonna go with an upset in this game. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take San Diego to pull an upset here. I just think that, uh, you know, these teams from uh, the AFC South are just not that good. I mean, to be honest with you, they're, they're just, you know, uh, Osweiler's left a lot to be, uh, you know, a, a lot, a lot to be desired. I mean, he's really just, just, he just can't play football. You look at him play, he just, uh, he, he, you know, he. He can't play. He just can't throw the ball to the open guy. He throws the ball to the other team too much, you know. And uh, he holds the ball, you know. He he does, he's a he's a little more, He does show a little bit of mobility uh, that in the po- you know, going outside the pocket. But I just don't think he's that good. I mean, I mean, if you you can't fault you know the Texans for giving him that money because you know it, it's basically a one year contract. They can get out of this contract after one or two years. And with minimal salary cap damage, so I mean, I'm sure they'll give him another year, you know, to um, you know, to prove himself, you know, with the new the new teammates. But uh, I don't know, I just left a lot to be desired. And their defense doesn't look so bad. I mean, even without wide, it doesn't look so bad. But uh, I think after playing that game, the game on Monday night, where it's like twenty thousand miles uh, above sea level. I mean, and uh, and just uh. I just think that they're gonna they're gonna have a tough time with San Diego. who has been a, a really scrappy bunch this year with a with a great quarterback and great running back yeah. play. Yeah, I'm gonna pick Houston in this game, but it would, a San Diego win wouldn't shock me. You know, if Rivers came up with a big game and and you know and and San Diego pulled this out, it wouldn't shock me. I'm gonna go with Houston, but it would an upset would not shock me here. All right, now the last one o'clock game, the Giants, obviously the Giants and the Browns. So I know a lot of Giants fans are a little scared here, but do you see any cause for an up, any cause for alarm here, like for a chance for an upset, or do you expect the Giants to go take care of business here? No, uh, all Giants, all any Giants fan who's scared are just giving their team as an excuse for a for a, you know for a, for a down performance. It's clearly yeah. show nothing. I mean, it shows. You know, win any games, and you know, I mean, I'd be rooting for Cleveland. You know, I'd be, you know, you know, I may even put on my dog pound makeup on. You know, you know, really root hard for Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could do that all I want, and it doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't mean that Cleveland's going to pull this game out under any circumstances. Yeah, just don't look like they're ready. Yeah, I expect the Giants to win fairly easily here. And the Giants will tell you that every week they seem to just, you know, they're getting it done, but they are playing a lot of close games. Like even last week, the Bears had chances to pull that game out at the end of the game. They just didn't cut with it and make the, you know, the right play down the stretch or couldn't make the right play down the stretch. But 
still they had a chance. But the Giants defense definitely has stepped up over the last few weeks. They're playing really good. So I think that's well, that the key to get a big pass rush. Well, I was, was going to say, if this is last year's team, last year's defense, you know, they, they lose that game. Cutler, uh, you know, Cutler leads the team down the field, and, you know, when they score a touchdown, Giants lose by three points. This year, you know, this year they don't. You know, this year they, they you know, they they went and they spent money on defense, you know, and, and them, guys, them guys are actually making plays for them. So it's really, you know, a lot of good moves to the Giants, and, you know, and it's, it's actually really showing off on the showing up on the field. And Landon Collins has been unbelievable, right? I mean, he's playing like right he's now, playing top, you know, yeah. yeah, he's playing like he could, you know, right now for defensive player of the year. I mean, that's how good he's been. It's, it's you leave the team in tackles, right? Tackles, interceptions, and sacks. I think, right? That's pretty crazy. Yeah, you never see that. So he's doing a good job. Eli's been doing what Eli needs to do. Obviously, Beckham's been playing well. And when he's not, he's getting, you know, other people, you know, he's opening it up for the rest of the team, obviously. And, uh, you know, they've been actually a good running game the last couple of weeks with Jennings. So that's been, that's been huge because you, you even talked about on the show a couple of weeks ago how the Giants need that, that clo- you know, that running game, especially to close out a game in the last couple of weeks they have had it, right? So it's almost like they heard you when you said that because now all of a sudden here they are. And they're running yeah, the ball well, I would- better. I wouldn't go as far to say it's been good, but I, I mean, I would say it's definitely much better, you know, you know, much improved, you know, the last couple of weeks, you know, they were at least able to get a first down, you know, the last six minutes of the game when they need to really need a first down and able to milk the clock. But yeah, it's definitely been much better, you know, than what we've seen throughout the year. And, you know, definitely with, throughout the last couple of years, you know, and it's still and the same plays, you know, game, right? Yeah, absolutely. Cincinnati game where they would have run out like the last six minutes of the game, which was huge. Especially that third and eight when they ran the draw play and they got the first down. That was a yeah. fast break for Cincinnati. Yeah, a lot of it's confidence, you know. Maybe that play gave them confidence, you know. And all yeah. all an offensive line needs to do is, you know, show is to have their coaches, you know, and their teammates have confidence in them, and you know, and, and allow them to run the ball. You know, during these situations, and you know, sometimes it's all it takes. Yeah, you know, next, so the, the schedule after this week, the Giants have had a you know pretty favorable schedule the last few weeks. The schedule's definitely going to start getting harder for them. As like next week, they're in Pittsburgh, which is going to be a tough game on the road. Then they play Dallas the week after, right? So they got they got some close, they got some tough games. Then Detroit the week after that. So the next few weeks, the Giants definitely have some tough matchups after this week. Yeah, the so junior varsity games are definitely. Yeah, the the junior varsity games are definitely over after this week. So you know, we'll Giants get this win, and we'll see. You know, not that the Giants are you know, not that the Giants are a pretender or anything like that. We'll see them play the better teams, and you know, we'll see how how it shakes up. You know, when, when you're playing up against the better competition after this week. Yeah. And I think you know that, that I, I think that they're pretty good during those, in those games. You know, it's not that I think that they're a pretender; it's just that they've been playing, you know, you know, poorest teams. It just seems like every time the Giants have like a one or a two game uh, losing streak, there comes Philadelphia, you know, and their defeatist attitude when it comes to playing the Giants. There comes Philadelphia on the on the schedule. But uh, yeah, you know, yeah. They, they definitely have to ratchet it up against the better teams after this week. And then the Giants' last two games, right? They're at Philly and at Washington, so those are going to be 
tough games as well, right? So be interesting to see how the season closes out in the NFC. So nobody's catching Dallas, I don't think. But the you know wild card is definitely still up in the air there. So we'll see what happens. All right, so now we'll move ahead to the 4 o'clock games. you got Seattle at Tampa. I like Seattle in this game on the road. Tampa's been playing better. And big win last week in Kansas City for Tampa. Given that, that was definitely a huge win for them. I think Seattle's kind of got a little something going now we got here. The ground game hasn't been good, but it seems like Wilson's making the plays and their defense has stepped up. What do you think about that? I don't know Earl Thomas this week as well for Seattle. Yeah, well, I believe they're up to the, I think, uh, isn't Rawls injured? Or I know they're banged up in the backfield, too. I know they lost pro size. Um, yeah, I think yeah, Rawls at, might be back. Okay. Oh, yeah, I know, I know he came back last week, and he, he played really – ran the ball really physically. But, yeah, they may have lost – I know they lost pro size for a few games. I'm actually going to go on an upset here. It just tells me Tampa Bay's going to – you know, Seattle's not that they're not good, just that they're going to, you know, lose a game that here that day. Yeah, everyone would think they're going to win. I'm going to go with an upset here. I think Tampa Bay pulls this game out. And, uh, they're going to score some points, maybe uh, over 24 points. I would say they, they just, if they're going to win this game, they're going to have to score over 24 points. And I think they do it. And then an upset. Okay. Okay, so Tampa Bay, you're picking the upset there. I'm going to go with Seattle in that game. But we'll see what happens. Obviously, it's, it's, a, it's a, a good matchup and, a, you know, Obviously, Tampa's put themselves back in the race here, so that that's big for them with the big win last week. All right, now we got your Raiders at home against the Panthers. Raiders coming off a nice Monday night win, a comeback victory over Houston in a great game. The other night, Carl made the plays down the stretch when he had to, and, uh, you know, the Raiders pulled that game out. And the Panthers, obviously, after the 1-5 start, they're playing a little better. And uh, what do you think of this game? This is actually, if you look, if I, I'm looking at it as a must-win for the Raiders. You know, they still have to play Denver on the road and uh, Kansas City on the road. Uh, I, I don't know. I got. I'm gonna. I'm taking Carolina. I just, uh, I'm not. I'm, you know, I, I'm not happy about the the schedule in here with the with the Raiders having to play a team that, that's you know, after playing a Monday night in Mexico City, on a short week, having to play uh, a team that's been rested up now for what. 12 days playing on a Thursday night game. I just, you know, even though it's a must win, I, I, I just don't see the, the Raiders having, I, I just think it took a lot out of them last week, that game, you know, just, you know, with the altitude and all, and all that, you know, and it's just, uh, you know, it's, you know, sometimes, you know, the schedule takes, you know, is a beast and, you know, and Caroline, even without Keekly and, uh, I believe they're, they're missing two of their offensive linemen too, are out for the game, and uh, I don't know. So I'm just, I just have a bad feeling about this game. I just think Carolina's going to win. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of have the same feelings as you about this game. I, I'm kind of worried about it coming, just for them coming from Mexico, the high altitude. You know, usually teams the next week don't play that great. That was part of my worry with Houston too in this in this week, but. uh I'm going to pick the Panthers as well in an upset. And uh, But, I mean, the way the Raiders are playing, the Raiders could just come out and, and have their way with them too. But uh, I'm going to pick the, the Panthers to, to win a, a field goal battle, you know, late field goal to win this game. 
but we'll, we'll see what happens. Obviously, the way the Raiders are playing, the Raiders could just go in there and take care of business as well. So, but you know, gun to the head pick. I guess we're going to pick both pick the Panthers here in, a, in an upset. What do you think? Uh, you want to you want to put pressure on Newton. You want to hit Newton. Obviously, take him out of this game legally. Think, I want to hit. Uh, I want to hit yeah, him legally. Legally. Yes, because we, yeah, we all know I, you're a big fan. I don't. I. I think the big. I think the big. Um. A big factor in this game is going to be, you know, it just takes. Just t- you could see the guys were just gasping for air, air, almost dying on the field. You know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of prime time players didn't play a lot of snaps because of the altitude. I think the Raiders are trying at this point of the year. They try to what they normally try to do is is they try to the, the out physical you. They try to, you know, they got three three pretty good running backs. You know, and a, a beastly offensive line. And I just think physically takes a lot out of you. That game took a lot out of them physically. And I, I just think that uh, that, that, that Carolina is going to out-physical them on their defensive line versus the Raiders' offensive line is going to be uh, it's going to be a big factor. And I, I, I just think that the Raiders aren't going to be able to run the ball as uh, you know as well as they, they as they used to run the ball. And like you said, like the Panthers are a desperate team, right? Trying to hang the line. The Super Bowl last year, so they're trying to do anything to keep their season alive. That loss to Kansas City a few weeks ago when they blew that game, that that game's going to be the backbreaker because they right now they'd be five and five, and they might be looking at a whole other scenario right now, right? And I think that game was their backbreaker, but we'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow. It should be a really entertaining game, though. Seeing Newton against the Raiders defense, that should be interesting. The defining moment for Carolina season could have been that strip of uh, by Marcus Peters, you know, in uh, Carolina territory to set up the game winning uh, field goal. I hate yeah, to say. no, definitely. Even though, even though he kicked it in the crowd and got a fifteen yard penalty right after that. Yeah, and just you know, knucklehead. That players, almost you know. cost himself the game after a great play, cost his team the game. Yeah. But all right, now we're gonna move to the. The Jets-Patriots, obviously that game was moved to 4 o'clock. It was originally set for the night game, but they flexed it out. So now, uh, you know, obviously Brady, Brady's questionable. Well, we know he's going to play. Gronkowski is going to be a game-time decision. Nobody knows if he's playing. But Jets obviously going back to Fitzpatrick now, which I know a lot of Jets fans ain't happy about. What, what do you think? I mean, should have they gone back to Fitzpatrick at this point? The uh, – do, do, even without Gronkowski, do the Jets even have a prayer here? Like, what do you think here? No, nah, Jets going to lose this game. They're going to lose this game, you know, rather rather easily. Uh, I definitely want. I definitely want to stay with Petty. You know, you just can't give him give the guy a one one week uh, cameo. You know, he didn't look. He looked like he could make some plays. You know, he didn't, You know, even though it was an ugly, really ugly game to watch, but. You know, I just think that you gotta, you know, you gotta. Sometimes you just gotta go with the youth. You know, we all know, we all know what Fitzpatrick is. You know, and uh, you know, I just think that you, you gotta stay with the young guy. You know, give him a chance to, you know, prove upon his, you know, his, his initial performance. You know, it just to me it's a, it sends a wrong message to your fans. It shows that you don't have a, it shows that you don't have a plan. You can't keep flip flopping with these quarterbacks. You gotta stick with one of them. You know, for good or worse, you know, and find out what you have. Yeah, it looks like it almost looks like they're going back to him because of Brandon Marshall. Fuck Brandon Marshall, uh, really? I mean, sorry, Brandon. Yeah, you know, you, you're, that's, that's, you're a really good player three years ago, buddy. 
Sorry, bud. You were a really good player three years ago, but you know what? Uh, Father Time has passed on, you know, and, you know, he, guys don't have 20-year careers in the NFL, and, you know, we, we can't cater our whole offense uh, just because of you, you know? Yeah, I think I, I think I think Marshall. I think this might be Marshall's last year with the Jets. I think the Jets are going to move on from him after this year. I, I think they should. Yeah, I think I, and he'll, he'll end up going to a team with a good quarterback. And no, I wouldn't be surprised. Happen. I wouldn't be surprised if he if he's done after this year. I wouldn't be surprised if he's uh, you know, he's already got his career after football. He's pretty good with the uh, you know with the. Uh, what is it, uh, the NFL now? You know, he does the Thursday night with yeah, yeah. He's already got a career carved out for him after he's done playing. You know, guys don't have 15-year careers. You know, not if they want to walk when they're 50 years old, you know. Yeah. You know? I mean, and another thing yeah. is, I don't I, I think you know, other teams are going to be wary of, uh, you know, this guy is, you know, if he doesn't get the ball, is a malcontent. I don't think teams are going to be tripping over themselves to, to give the hand this guy the, the money that he wants to play football. It's just amazing that, yeah, and it's amazing that they, to me, that they're going to go back. They're going back to uh, Fitzpatrick. It just don't make any sense. It really don't, man. Oh, after they lose this you game, know, they have no future. Yeah, you need to see what you got, though. Yeah. Right, I mean, you need to see what you got. I mean, you know, how well, do you know I what think, you got? I think after they lose this game, they stay with Patty. I mean, for the betterment of the, you know, the betterment of the of the team in the future. Yeah, I mean, then they draft Hackenberg in the second round, which looks like a waste now. Forget as well. Hackenberg. So, Forget Hackenberg. It was a horrible pick. The guy couldn't play couldn't play football in, in Penn State. He's not going to be able to play. Trust me, he's not going to play be able to play football in the NFL. He's just not a good. It was just they took a fourth round project in the second round and wasted a pick when they could have took an offensive lineman. I mean, Christian Hackenberg yeah. is no good. He's just not a good player. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Wasted pick. I agree. All right, now now to the, the game that was flexed this Sunday night: Chiefs at Denver. Obviously, a great matchup, big game in the AFC West. A huge game. Both teams seven and three. Denver at home. I'm going to pick Denver because they're home this week. Chiefs still don't have Macklin back, and uh, Chiefs and and Smith hasn't looked healthy the last couple of weeks. I know he's been banged up, but you can see he hasn't been he hasn't been making the plays that he made earlier in the year. But what do you think of this game? I, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to lean on Denver in this game because of the home field. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go with Denver too because of the home field, because of the defense, because uh, you know. They're more healthy than uh, Kansas City, and you know I think that you know I just I just think they're they're flat out a better team, you know, and uh, uh, they don't lose many games, uh, they don't lose many division games at home, and they're just you know I I know the numbers don't look good, but I I I, I kind of like Simeon, I I think that he has a you know he has a decent future with the team, and uh, and. Uh, you know, I I like the the the, running, the the rookie running back Booker. I like what he brings to the team. If he could just hold on to the ball, which is very important. You know, you need to hold on to the ball, buddy. But uh, yeah, done uh, that to me. Denver, you know, Marcus Peters is a little banged up. He may or may not play. If he plays, he's he may not be a hundred percent, which which can be a factor. You know, because he's pretty much a, one of those shutdown big play. I wouldn't say he's a shutdown cornerback, but. 
He'll give up a big play, but he'll make two big plays for every one big play he gives up. Yeah, I, I like Denver, and, you know, I wouldn't say handily. I think there's going to be a close game. I may take Kansas City in the points, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I like Denver to win this game. I agree with you there. What, what do you think of uh, what I was talking about a little earlier about the possibility of Denver getting Romo after this year? I mean, with the quarterbacks that they have, is it even worth going that direction, or you just leave what you got and go – Go with Simeon and Lynch and hope, you know, what would you do? I just think Romo's a, you know, he's a pretty big name, you know, but, you know, if you're a team, if you want to take him as a backup, sure, but you can't count on him to stay healthy as a starting quarterback. I mean, quarterbacks quarterbacks get hit in this league, and he ha- he he's shown in the last two years that he can't take a hit and fall, land on that shoulder and, you know, and get up and you know and and, and you know and take a stop the next play and you know continuity is a big you know these these teams that are winning they have continuity especially at the quarterback position and you have to I I can't put all my eggs in that Romo basket um, I just can't do it yeah. I like the guy it's not because I dislike the guy it's just that it, you know it just, it just comes a time football's a brutal sport yeah it's probably. I, I think you're more you're more likely to see Romo on the Jets after this year than, than Denver. Yeah. Well, typical Jets. That, that move has the Jets written all over it. Yeah, he'll be on IR in week three, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, that's so same old Jets. On Denver in that game. Yeah. <laughs> and the final game, Monday night, Green Bay. At, and the Packers get back on track after giving up 40-plus points two weeks in a row. I mean, their secondary is brutal right now, the Packers. What do you think? I mean, is there any hope there for them? Or, or do you think the team is pretty brutal. much done? The team in general is brutal. I, I, can't look at, I can't look at Mike McCarthy anymore. I just, ugh, I just can't look at him anymore. He's just, he makes me sick. I just uh, The team in general, I mean, they're soft. I, I mean... They, they, first of all, the NFL. Did you see that touchdown last week for uh, for um, who's the white guy on uh, on Green Bay? Jordy Nelson. Nelson. Wait, Nelson. Yeah, where where he caught the ball in the end zone, and he gets the ball knocked out, and they called it a touchdown. Are you kidding me? How is that yeah, a touchdown? Yeah, and the Des Bryant touchdown against Green Bay in the playoffs last year, not a touchdown. It's a joke. The NFL's yeah, got to do something about this catch rule. They they driving me nuts. I mean, just because the guy doesn't fall fall, fall to the ground, he doesn't have to complete the catch. You have to complete the catch in any situation. If anybody has (coughs) – sorry, sorry, as I caught it wrong. If anybody hasn't seen that play and don't know what I'm talking about, you're going to have to Google it. You're going to have to YouTube it. Just look at the the Jordy Nelson catch from last week against the – I even forgot who they were playing last week, but anyway, just just look at that catch and you'll see what I'm talking about. It, it's a disgrace. Even Jordy Nelson was laughing on the sideline after they uh, after they uh, after they reviewed it. Uh, uh, he he didn't think that he didn't think it was a touchdown. He yeah, was as shocked as anybody. Yeah, he even knew it was a disgrace. Yeah, back to, get back on, to get for me to get back on track here. I'm gonna. I'm going to take Philadelphia because uh, they're home. And, you know, to me, they're a more complete team right now. You know, even though Carson Wentz has shown a little bit of a, a little bit of the edge blowing out of that balloon pretty quickly. His first five games as a, as a starter, he's thrown no interceptions. He's, and he's thrown interceptions in his last four four games consecutively. Yeah. So, I mean, 
mean, I, I'm not ready to put the get the, the fit Carson Wentz for that Hall of Fame jacket yet, like everybody else was. But you know what? They're playing sound football. They have three guys who are running the ball pretty good right now. Four guys, if you want to include Barna. And um, if they can make a couple of plays with their with their receivers, you know, get a couple of first downs, you know, throwing the ball rather than having to rely just on that running game. Um, I. I'm gonna, you know, I would think they could win this game. They're not gonna put 40 up on Green Bay, but they could win a 24, a 24-20 game, close game, 27-24 type of game. I'm gonna just go with the home team in this game. I'm gonna go opposite. I'm gonna go Green Bay in this game. I think, <clears throat> I think Green Bay is gonna bounce back after two horrible games. But we'll see what happens. It ain't like I'm going with Green Bay with a lot of confidence either. So <clears throat> we're making it more exciting for us in our picks. So sure. out, of, out, of today's, out of today's picks, we have four different ones. So we both got Tennessee, we both got Buffalo, we both got Baltimore. You got Atlanta, I got Arizona. We both got the Giants, Saints, and Dolphins. You got San Diego, I got Houston. You got Tampa, I got Seattle. We both got Carolina, Denver, and New England. And then you got Philly, I got Green Bay. So as, uh, as we wind down through week 12 as another season is just flying by in the NFL with five weeks left. And it's amazing that this week there was no bye week, right? And then next week there's two. I mean, that was pretty weird how they did that. I the think they week, do. The Browns, the Browns and the Titans next week are all. I was trying to figure out why they would do that. I'm, I'm thinking they do that because they have, they have the three games on Thursday night for Thanksgiving I mean, I don't understand why they would do that, but I just think they're running. They, you know, they want to get the the country some four o'clock games rather yeah, than only yeah. have So, I guess that's the reason why they're doing it. I don't know what they're showing in New York. You know, the Giants Browns are at one, and the Jet games on at four. But I think there's going to be a game off. I think, I think that the Seattle Tampa game is going to be on TV here in New York too at four o'clock. Oh, they're all playing sure another game, even though the Jets are a home home team at a at a four yeah, o'clock. I know. Because, I, yeah, because that game wasn't originally scheduled for there, so they originally had a game on Fox at five at four o'clock. Because uh, the Jet, you know, they had a move. Because I think the Chiefs originally the Chiefs Broncos were going to be on at four o'clock, and the Jets were the night game. But now that they switched, and I think they switched those two games, so the Jet game goes in the Chiefs slot, and the Chief game goes in the Jets slot. Uh, it's a shame they check, can't. I gotta, I gotta check the guide though. I'm not sure exactly how they're doing it. I'm, I'm kind of. I think gonna, we're going to see the the Browns. The Browns. We're going to we're going to see the 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 Bengals and uh, Ravens at one o'clock with, with the Giants and uh, Browns. I think we're going to see. Oh, okay. Game. Yeah, I mean the only other game unless San Diego Houston. I mean, I think that would be a better matchup to put on. Just because oh, the Bengals the up. What about the Raiders in Carolina? That's not a bad one either. That's a four. That's the four o'clock game. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm talking about yeah, four o'clock. I know we're not going to see that game because that's a CBS game, and the Jets yeah, are going to be the CBS game. You won't see it because of the Jets. Yeah. yeah. So thank you, Jets. Thanks a lot. Really. So there it is, and uh, we're going to take. Want to take a caller? Why not? Let's take a caller because it's our man. Magic Mike, what's going on? Hey, guys. How are you guys? Happy Thanksgiving to you both. Yeah, happy, happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Mike. Mike. 
No problem. Well, Listen, I got, okay okay. I got a couple. Hey, of, hey, I got a couple. Sorry, Before yeah, before you start throwing, I just want to say last week me and PDB both gave you a happy birthday shout out. So I hope you had a great birthday last week as well. Oh, thank you. I heard it, and I want to say thank you, and I want to say great show uh, as always. I just wanted to answer thank some you. of your questions. I just wanted to answer some of your questions. Number one question I wanted to, I wanted to get out of the way is. Cincinnati Bengals, Cincinnati Ravens is uh, one o'clock tomorrow on CBS. And, oh, okay. Uh, what do you call? And of course, the four o'clock game is um, New England at Jets, and that's and that's uh, what do you call on CBS. And there's no great game on Fox. Uh, they're doing some oh, okay. kind of college uh, football playoff thing or whatever. And then the Giants at the Browns. But the okay, other thing okay. was last week. I don't know if you guys have been catching this, but we, but it was really weird. They've been putting like AFC teams on AFC teams on uh, Fox and NFC teams on CBS. Yeah, yeah. You know, I noticed that too. You're right. They have been doing that. They've been playing. Well, maybe the Giants. Yeah, the Giants. Couple of weeks last week, I think on uh, CBS. Pretty sure when they were playing, um, who did they play last week? They played uh, not Cincinnati. That was the Monday night game. Last week's game, I'm pretty sure, was a CBS game where the Giants were on. Against the Bears. Oh, yeah, against the Bears, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I noticed that too, Mike. They have been doing that. They've been playing. I, on I think they're panels. doing it maybe yeah. because eventually they're going to try to to try to switch it. Um, because when I went to go look for for the Buffalo Bills versus um, what do you call versus um, the Bengals, I'm like, wait a minute, did I turn on the right thing? Is this it's, this is Fox? And I'm like, wait a minute, why is this? I was looking for the AFC, you know, pregame. I like them better than the NFC NFC guys, even though I respect the hell of them. But you know, AFC, I gotta watch Channel Two. It's always been Channel Two for me. Yeah, you can't you can't listen to Phil Sims anyway. The guy's garbage. He just uh, he just <laughs> brings nothing to the table. He's he's horrible. He's garbage. I could do I could do a I could do a, a much better job breaking down a football game than Phil Sims. I mean seriously. Well, the only thing I can tell you is that the football's made of leather. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Phil. Thank you for bringing that to me. <laughs> And another thing I'd like to see the NFL do more often is have the Jets and the Giants play at the same time. Really, open up, open up the market for for for, for people that you know the leaking, so, so we can see other so we can see other teams. Listen, uh, that's that's my uncle. My uncle was over at my house last night, and he's a big giant. He's a big giant, and he's a big Jet fan. And he said to me, I said he lives in Florida now. And I said, do you get, you know, do you get a lot of Florida games? He goes, no, Mike, believe it or not, we get a lot of New York games because we have the market. He goes, but the one thing I hate is when the Giants and the Jets are out at the same time. He says I want to kill someone. So that's kind of funny that you brought that up. Please. It would be nice. It's not a regional sport. I mean, this is in baseball here where we're – when we don't watch, uh, when we don't watch, you can put on any two teams playing in the in the New York market, and you'll you'll have people watching it. You know, we don't need to see the Jets and the Giants every week. Trust me. 
I, I well, got you. Unless you're the, unless you're well, the Jeff fans and the Giants. Unless you're the Jeff fans and the Giant uh, fans, by the way, Pete. So I, I, I would. To me, if you're a fan of both teams, you're a fan of neither team. you got to pick one team and watch that one team and root for that one team. If you're going to pick but both teams, you're going to pick the Jets. Do? Well, what do the Jets do if they go to watch their team and they're not on? What are they going to do? Well, do this, they could do the same thing that I do when I got to watch the stinking Jets, the Giants play the stinking Giants, the, the stinking Browns, and throw something at the TV like I do. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. I thought you were going to suggest something else because I was going to say that's not going to happen either. Because, uh, you know, if you have the package like I do, uh, you can't, you know, watch the regional action. You know, they block it yeah. out like in, in baseball. But, uh, well, you know, so, yeah, so, guys. so I was going to say, so, that, so I heard you guys talking about that, and I wanted to answer your question about that. Then I heard you guys, of course, talking about Buffalo Bills. Um. Actually, before we go to that one, I want to talk about what you said, and then I realized why you said it. Um, you, uh, Petey, you were talking about the Raiders, and you were saying how it's a must-win. And I'm thinking to myself, why would it be a must-win? They're at eight and two, and then I realized because they have, they have, they have, um, you know, company coming up from down below. So you were right about that point. They have Denver and Kansas City still on the road, so that, those are yeah, tough. Those are, those are two games they're going to probably lose. i got to be yeah. honest with you. Well, and, and you know something else, too? Carolina is garbage. Carolina's not going to do anything. So, I mean, I see what you're saying. you got to watch out for Carolina. But I, I think you guys will be all right. I think, you know, I think the Oakland's playing really good. So, I, I mean, me personally, I picked Oakland. Yeah, I mean, listen, you, you know, you have no dog in the fight. I mean, I do, and you know, I, I just know that, I just know that I saw the, I watched the game very, uh, you know, I watched the game on Monday night, and I watched my players running off the field because they couldn't breathe, mm-hmm. you know, and then they have a team like the Carolina they played last Thursday. They have an extra three or four days of recuperation time. They're going to be in a much fresher team on Sunday, you know, playing the Raiders. That's why I, I kind of. You know, that's why I, I, you know, they're not going to win every one of these games. They're going to lose, you know, they're going to give up one of these games. And they haven't been the best home team either. So, you know, I'm just going to, you know, I, I'm not going to have my team 14-1. and one. I don't think my my Raiders are going to be 14. I got 14-1, uh, 14-2. I don't think they're mm-hmm. going to be 14-2 they're, they're teams. So, they're going to have to give up. I think, mm-hmm. personally, I think if they go 3-3 three and three in the last three games, they should be a playoff team. But, uh. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll three and two right now. They're three and two at home, five and zero oh on the road. Um, you know, six and one in the conference. So it, it, it. I, I see exact. I get exactly what you're saying. And I gotta tell you, Anthony, congratulations, man. I, I gotta tell you, I didn't think the Dolphins would be anywhere where they are today. They're doing really good. They're they're six and four. Congratulations on the Dolphins. I gotta tell you. Thank you. That makes two of us. I didn't expect them to win five in a row myself. So that, that definitely was a surprise, and it's a nice surprise. At least now, you know, they made a season out of it, and it's some excitement maybe to try to get a wild card down the stretch, you know. At least they got a chance. So we'll see how it plays out. So what do you think What do you think of your bills tomorrow against Jacksonville? What do you well, you know, that, like, you know, like Pete said about dog in a fight, if the Bills play like they did last week against the Bengals, which they should have beat them, they should have at least beat them, beat them, you know, better than they did. They almost lost the game. Um, I, I, I think, 
I don't know. I I think tomorrow and the weather tomorrow at game time will be 40 degrees. Um, and uh, there's going to be like eight miles uh, wind. There's going to be wind uh, tomorrow, and uh, so it should be, uh, you know, and the humidity is going to be nice. So it should be a nice 40 a game. Um, I think that, I think personally, the Bills should be able to beat Jacksonville. I picked the Bills, but you never know. Um, the Bills have been very spotty. Um, the in, The injuries... And everything, and I will say this too. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that the Bills are where they are. You know that they got to five and, and, and five, um, because I didn't know if they were going to be able to do it with the injuries. And I agree with you, Petey. I would rest um, Shady and put and put Gillisley, and Gillisley's been good for the for the Bills. Yeah, and also they're playing they're playing Jacksonville. I mean, that that, that they're still a professional team, Jacksonville. But yeah, you know, wow. you, you should you should you should be able to beat them with, with your second string running back. You know, you know, you got to think about you know not only this week, you got to coach for all weeks. Yeah, what what you say? I'm sorry, I missed that one. What? You got to coach not only for this week, you got to coach for you know for next week and the week after. And, you know, I think there there'd be a better. You know, they'd be in better shape if they had 100%, you know, McCoy. You know, you just give them oh, a week. Right, I agree. I agree 100%. No, I agree with you 100%. Um, I just want to see more. I just want to see more uh, out of, um, you know, the defense. And they've been doing good this year, but I want to see more out of them. And I want to see more out of Tyrod Taylor than what I'm getting. Uh, I like Tyrod. I'm a Tyrod guy. But I just want to see him more, and I also want to see. And you know something too, bring Sammy Watkins back, okay? Let's say Sammy plays tomorrow, which which I'm hearing he may play, okay? Well, I'm bring gonna Sammy back. What do you think Jacksonville's like, gonna do with him? What's the latest on Watkins? What's the latest you're hearing? Uh, the latest I'm hearing, the latest I'm hearing just now uh, from Buffalo was that he it's a game time decision. Rex Ryan gave a nice, um, you know, um, what do you call it, conference yesterday. Um, he's been limited practicing, so he has been practiced, but it's been it's been very limited. Um, so they say he might play, but here's the, my take on this. And, I, and the question to you guys, and I'll let you answer it. I'm going to ask, what do you think Jacksonville's going to do if they see Sammy on the field? They're going to give him a. They're going to bring a lot of attention to him. No, I'm saying, what is? How many defenders do you think are going to cover Sammy? I think they're going to just put. I think they're going to single cover him with Ramsey. No, I doubt that. You know why? Because I'll tell you why. Every, every well, they're going to want to see that he's healthy. If he shows he's healthy, then they'll probably throw another good, guy on. Every good wide receiver, wide receiver that we've had, the Buffalo Bills, they always either double cover or or triple cover him. That's why Sammy can't get open that 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 much. You know, that's why Tyrod always looks for Sammy. But, you know what, he's going to have better options. And, you know, Woods, uh, Robert Woods, who's a good receiver, he's a good receiver. He's, he's out. I mean, but the Bills have done, you know, the Bills have been, have been making something out of nothing. They've been making, you know, something with, with nothing. I mean, um, oh, yeah, you we know. Talked, we talked about issues before the season even started. Yeah. I mean, they Justin Hunter, Justin Hunter's stuff. good. With all the injuries they did, it's actually a good. You know, Rex has actually done a great job because 
you know, to be five and five with the, all the injuries and stuff that they've gone through, it's been it's pretty good for them actually for this year so far. Yeah, Fat Rex is not that bad. Yeah, Fat Rex, as Judah Brown would say, Fat Rex. Yeah, he's not he's not that bad. I mean, somebody yesterday told me that Rex should be a, you know <laughs> should just stick to being a coordinator. And you know what I said? If that's the case, then how come these how come these you know owners are taking a chance with Rex? How come they're not saying, you know what, Rex, you should just be, a, you know, a coordinator and that's it? Because they don't feel he should be a coordinator. I don't think he should be. I think that Rex is a good, um, he's a good coach. You know, we've had worse. I've seen worse. We've had Jerron. We've had Williams. We've, we've had Malarkey, who was full of Malarkey. We had them all. I th- and we even ha- we, uh, we had Gailey. I mean, come on. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so so my take on that is I think that Rex is doing a, a, a good job, again, with what he has. And I also like the fact that he's not like he was in New York. He's not, he's not cocky. He's not stupid. He doesn't, you know, he's not in the paper every week. Yeah. Yeah, listen, I, I, you know, I think the way they're playing, I don't see why they would replace him. I don't think he's done anything to get fired here this year, for sure. No, I, I but think, people don't think that I he's... I think Rex he's, should be back next year with the Bills. But people don't think opinion. that he's a, 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 a you know, a, head co- a good head coach. Or, you know what I'm saying? There's there's so many other options. I, you know, I, I'll tell you, I told you guys this at the beginning. I When when they first hired Rex, I said to my uncle, because my uncle said, what do you think of Rex Fine? I said, Unc, I'm worried because I hope that, you know, if, I said if he keeps his mouth shut and he does what he has to do, I said, I, I, I said, I think he's going to be okay, and 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 that's, I mean, there's there's so much that we, you know, we could talk about Buffalo. Like you, Petey, you've been a Raiders fan forever. Like you, Anthony, you've seen it. I mean, I always say this: after Marv Levy, and and even even Dermot Thomas, and even Jim Kelly, I got stuck with with quarterbacks, running backs. You know, just once I like to say, you know, I like I like my team to make the playoffs. I'm not even looking for a Super Bowl. You know, the Bills, <laughs> everybody knows, you know, the Bills stands for why I love losing Super Bowls. I mean, come on. Yeah, well, listen. That is true. Let me ask you guys some. Pete. Pete. Yeah. What's your take on, just switching gears for a minute, but we'll definitely get both your opinions on this. Pete, what do you think of the Michigan-Ohio State game today? Because that's a big game today in college football. I think I like Ohio State uh, because they're home and uh, you know they just they I just think they have better players. Plus Michigan's uh, lost their quarterback. The quarterback. Not the, yeah, yeah, the quarterback has been banged. You know he's probably not going to play. I think he's out for the year. So uh, yeah, they got the back, the second string quarterback in there. You know and uh, and I I just think uh, Ohio State's more talented and you know they're playing at home. You know, but you know, it's gonna be uh, hopefully it's gonna be a great game. I'm really uh, looking forward to it. So you think the loser, the loser of that game is gonna be out of the picture? No, they're gonna kiss the they're gonna kiss the Big Ten's butt, and you know, and they're gonna put him. Well, we got actually we got to see what happens in the um in the the championship, the Big Ten championship game uh, next. Uh, I think it's next Saturday. Also, I, yeah, I I do think I do think the loser of this game is probably going to get in. You know, for the, simple, the winner's going to play Penn State, right, next week. Yeah, and uh, well, yeah, I think I'm not sure if Penn State. I know Penn State's playing Michigan State. I'm not sure if they have that locked up. Yeah, I think they do have that locked up. 
even though I don't think Penn State's that good, but uh, the winner is going to be a surprising. Yeah, right. Surprising. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they really had a surprising year, and the they're really putting up a lot of points the last two or three games. So yeah, they're looking like I think they look better on paper than they really are, just because of the you know the teams they're blowing out teams like Purdue, you know, Indiana, Indiana teams like that, you know, but. Yeah. Uh, I just still think I still think the 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 Big Twelve isn't gonna get isn't getting a lot of respect, you know. Oklahoma, you know, if they win next week, you know, play when they play Oklahoma State, even if they win that game, I don't think it's gonna be enough for Oklahoma to get into the, you know, the college football play, which is fine. Oklahoma fan, you know, and I'm good with that. You know, they had their chance. They lost to Houston. They lost to the Ohio State. They got blown out. You know, by Ohio State. You know, and I don't think I don't think they're one of the top uh, the top. You know, they, they should be in the playoffs simply because they you know they had that chance and they blew it. Yeah. Yeah, it should be interesting to see how this plays out. I mean, obviously Alabama is the only lock in this game right now. So. But I guess yeah, whoever wins yeah. today and whoever wins this game today is going to be pretty much a lock in the game. I think the losers so, in too, man. I hate to say it. I really do think the losers in too. But who would they put in over? Washington, maybe? Well, Washington, you, you got to remember, too, Washington still has to play their uh, their title game next week, next Friday. You know, it's the Big yeah. 12, it's 12 title game. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I like Washington. I mean, I, I would think it would be a sin if, uh, if, if you got a, a two-loss Michigan team in there over Washington. To me, Oklahoma, you know, they got to hope for a lot of things to happen for Oklahoma to be in it. But, uh, yeah, I, I would put Washington in it. I, I've, I've liked Washington from the beginning, you know, since the, pre, the preseason. You know, I've liked Washington, and I, I think they've done yeah, something. Yeah, actually, you, predict, you predicted them in the playoffs in the preseason. Yeah, and I, and I think they've done nothing, you know. You know, they lost one game, you know, and they, they, they've, they've played good. They played well, and they played good down the stretch, too. They, they, those are the three things that you want, and they're healthy. Which are the three things you want from uh you know you, the teams that you're putting in the playoff? Yeah. Yeah, so it's gonna be interesting to see. This is a big weekend in college football this weekend, this weekend and next weekend, and then it's all gonna be determined who's gonna play who. And then the bowls right after next weekend, that's when all the bowls will come out, pretty much. Yeah. So, so it's gonna be interesting. A couple of weeks. There's a question for both of you guys. So if you had to pick. Do you see one? And if you do see one, which game will it be? Will the Cleveland Browns get a win this year? I don't see it. I don't see that. I don't see. Maybe they. they maybe Cincinnati plays sloppy and they beat be be the Cincinnati team. Other than that, I don't see it. You didn't even let me answer my question about the college football game. (laughs) What? No, that's more Pete's expertise. Anyway, I was just making a joke. What do you think, Mike? Do you see the Cleveland Browns getting a win this week, this year? The Cleveland Browns. Uh, let's see. Let me see the Cleveland Browns. Um, let me pull up their. Uh, I'm, I'm pulling up their schedule to see maybe who I think I got it right here. Let's see who I think different. You never know. I mean, they could win. I I agree with Pete though. They, you know the way the way uh, the way. Um, the Bengals have been playing it, you know. They've been playing uh, crappy, so 
Let's see. Yeah, with no and with no green, right? They could they could very easily lose that game. I mean, and Andy Dalton's not that good either. I mean, <clears throat> but you know, again, that's uh, and I I, I got to lose green right before the fantasy playoffs. So, oh wow, that stinks. What about get, uh, what, what, I got it right? I got it right the, here. I'm, I'm gonna make my my thing. Let's see. All right, so what about that game? Oh my goodness! Hey, I got one for you. Maybe uh, you know. Maybe they win against the Bills. That would be terrible. But you know what? I, I you know, uh, they got the. But Bengals. that came. That came from Buffalo, ain't it? Yeah, they got the Bengals. They got the Bills. They got the Chargers, and they got the Steelers. So, honestly, I mean, they could either beat. Um, they could either beat the Bengals, <laughs> the Bills. It doesn't mean just because the Bills are at home doesn't mean they can't lose a game. Anybody can, anybody yeah, but can lose the game. All right. Um, what do you call it? So, I don't know. What's the Chargers record? Four and six. And the Chargers have been spotty, too. I don't know. If, if I'm going to have to go on record, I'll, I'll, I'll stay with Petey. I'll say the Bengals. Pete, I'll say the Bengals. I'll say, but it wouldn't surprise me if they beat the Bills, the Chargers. And, uh, the Steelers have been spotty too, uh, and that's January first, so it wouldn't mean anything if the, the Steelers yeah. lost. I think I think I think Roethlisberger is eighteen and two against Cleveland in his career, so I don't see Cleveland beating him either. Yeah, but you game. don't know. Again, again, any given Sunday, you don't know. And the way the Steelers have been playing, listen, I have a friend. She texts she texts me every time the Steelers are playing. And, and she's like, you know, I'll write go Steelers, and then she'll write either f off, <laughs> f off, or uh, you know, because that's how she is. She's very like we talk Steelers, and she's very like like you guys and me. We, we're reality based, whereas like a Cowboy fan, you know, they they have a lot to be squeakish squawking about. I have a lot of them on my um, you know, on my Facebook, and all I hear is how about them boys, how about them boys, and I'm like cool, you know, I'm like, great, and of course, you know, like you guys were talking about, that, you know, you know, unless they're your team, you know, but I don't know, I think that's what's going to happen, I think Cleveland's going to get, I think Cleveland is going to get a win this year, I think it could come out the hands of uh, Doolin, Dalton, and the Bengals. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. We're going to see what's going to happen. I, I, I would think the Bengals probably is a possibility too for them to lose that game. So that's the game. And, and, and it would be. And the Dolphins should beat the should beat the uh, what do you call the Forty Niners. The Forty Niners suck. Excuse my language. Sorry. Yeah, I would the Forty Niners stink. I would say that they win. stink. Yeah, I expect Miami to win fairly easily. Where is that game? Though, we'll see. In Miami. Oh, they're oh, all right. So they're they're home. Okay. So so that's you know that's okay. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's a that's a that's a good that's a, a good thing. I mean, Miami's four and one at home. So that's awesome. So that that yeah, should be a that home. should be a like Vince McMahon used to say that should be a home dinner. As they say, right? A home dinner. Remember when they <laughs> always said that this is gonna be a home dinner. <laughs> What's your no chance in hell game this week, Pete? My no chance in hell game this week is uh, 
we're gonna we're gonna go. Uh, I like New Orleans as my no chance in hell game. That's a good one. My no, a good one. My no chance in hell game should be Tennessee over the Bears. I don't think the Bears have a chance in hell this week. My no chance in hell game is going to be the Dolphins uh, versus uh, the 49ers. I don't think that the 49ers have a chance in hell. I mean, uh, but but I'm just hoping I'm just hoping, man, good things come out of uh, out of the Dolphins. You know, if if the Bills can't make the playoffs, which I I don't want the Bills in the playoffs, you know, but I, I want a healthy team. I want a good team in the playoffs. But if anybody uh, can do it, I, I, I go, I, I'll, I'll pick Miami. The Jets are done. Um, so that's, uh, and I wouldn't even want them even anywhere near. So Well, the I only way Miami's Miami getting in the playoffs, <laughs> if, if Denver, Kansas City, or some one of those teams falter. The only good thing for Miami is those teams all got to play each other, so they might give each other some losses. But when the Bills play the when the Bills play the Dolphins, you know, it's the squish the fish and everything's gonna, you know, it's gonna come out. The rivalry is still there in me. Well, that's gonna be oh, a by the game way, yesterday was an anniversary for me. Actually, hey, yesterday was a for good what? anniversary for me. For what? November. <laughs> November. Uh, what do you call? November 25th, 2001, my first trip ever to Buffalo. Unfortunately, the Buffalo Bills lost to the Miami, the Miami Dolphins. Um, That's it. <laughs> Mike, by any chance, were you the fan that threw the dildo on the field against the, um, the New England Patriots a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> Who was I the fan that... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that wasn't. No, that, no, that wasn't me. I actually threw something out, but it didn't get. I actually threw something out, but it uh, it didn't get. Uh, what do you call? It? it didn't get shown. I actually threw a rubber <laughs> pussy out, but it didn't get shown. Oh boy! Okay. Oh boy! Here we go. And that's that's the thing. All right. That's All right. On that, that's the on that note, on that note, I'm gonna move on. <laughs> no, I was gonna say that's the thing that smacked what's his name Belichick in the face. Oh man! <laughs> but, uh, you guys yeah, are brutal. Yeah. Let me tell you. No, I'm saying you know, you know, he asked a question, I answered it, you know, but but, but you know, it was it was it, that was the stupidest thing I've ever I've ever seen. Um, some people, Pete, like you say, they're knuckleheads and they get carried away with them themselves. That's it. People take it way too serious. But yeah, so that's that's, that's man, was, 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 sorry, Pete. Go ahead. I just heard that they found out who the fan was who did that, and they uh, he's not allowed it to go to. He's barred from the stadium. I was reading a story about that. Oh yeah, that's right. And I actually read another story with that too. It said next time he comes to bring lube. <laughs> oh my god! I'm, I'm sorry. Last dirty jokes. Sorry. You know what, Anthony? You can call my show and make all the dirty jokes. You want? Oh, I you want. I'm sorry, fun. Anthony. I, I know this is a family you, show. And you got a lot of family listening to it. That's all right. You got to joke around a little too. No, but I'm saying, you know, uh, you know, you can't, uh, you know. But but I, I, I just I just uh, I just want to say though, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying this ride that we're on. We're all on a ride, Pete. It's called the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Ride. There's not many of us left, but we do what we do. Thanks to Faye Ragney. Jess Ragney, Mr. Mojo, 
all the guys, Chris Kelly, Lily Magic Mike. Yeah, well, Magic who? Yeah, Magic Mike Smith's heart up in Canada, ladies and gentlemen. My buddy. By the way, I have yeah, an announcement. Smith, he, I was going to say I have Smith, an announcement Smith, so Smith, I can make it he, about my show. Smith, Todd, who has the show on this network, he's yeah, actually Smith, the Todd, Red right. Hot brother. Yeah, Brown Hart's brother, yep, brother. brother. and he—he's uh, got a good co-host too. I heard he's got a nice guy that that helps him out, and he's a good co-host. It, Magic, Magic Mike actually took the the reins to that show. Magic Mike on the switchboard. Magic Mike on the switchboard. No, Magic Mike. Bought, no, forget the switchboard. Magic Mike behind the mic again. Oh no! Matt, Matt, his co-host Matt Jocelyn dropped out um, a couple of, uh, a months ago, and. Um, they asked me, well, he asked me to fill in and we, and, and I think, you know, Smith's a good guy and we've been doing a good job and also we've been getting some good guests. Um, so I think it's a, it's a, it, 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 it works, but I just had an announcement about my show. If I could make it. Yeah, go for it. My show, it will now be one show I'm going to be doing. A week. It used to be. I was at one time. I was doing three shows on this network. Well, actually, four with Smiths. But now, Matt, you know, pro wrestler now with Mike Ferrara is staying on this network. Um, I know there were a lot of rumors for, uh, uh, to me leaving, and I'm not leaving. Uh, what I'm doing is I'm cutting my work schedule down. So what I'm going to do is Thursdays is going to be from 5 p.m. to 7:30 p.m. Tuesday nights from eight o'clock until whenever we decide to end the show, it's going to be. It is the Heart Grapevine with Smith Hearth. Um, and I'm trying to, and then and then that's it, and then and then we work it from there. Um, so so that's basically what we're doing, what I'm doing because I got a campaign going. I know I don't know if you know if the listeners will hear it. I'll, I'll just say it. I got a campaign going, and it's called Fight Dad Fight. And for those of you who don't know, my dad had three strokes. And, you know, watching my dad since I was very little, my dad's been a, a, a warrior for, for the, the test of time. You know, my dad's been a great provider. My dad's been the best dad that anybody can have. My dad actually hurt his back uh, when I was three months old. So from three months old to 93, my dad had disintegrated discs. Well, he's overcome that. He got his operation, and he's, he was good. Then in March, and, and you, guys, you, know, you guys already know this, but my dad had two strokes. When I was, I, then, then, of course, I'm in the middle of watching a football game, and my dad uh, has another stroke right in front of me, and we had to take him to the hospital. But through the good grace of God, I said to my dad one day, I said, hey, dad, I got to go, you know, to physical therapy with you. Well, do you mind? He said, no. They told me that I'm his angel on his shoulder because I motivate him, and I won't stop until he gets back to, you know, to, to good. Maybe not great, but I'm, I'm shooting for greatness. So I have a campaign, and Rocky, uh, and Rocky turned 40 this year, the movie, and every day I play the eye of the tiger, and every day at home I motivate him because I want him to be what I know he could be again. Well, that's all you can do is just start and stand by your dad. You're doing a great job staying by your dad with the fight, dad, fight. And I'm fighting it, and, and every day I put, I put Rocky something on my Facebook 
Mike Ferrara or Magic Mike. Well, Mike, it's gonna, it is Mike Ferrara. Mike Ferrara on my Facebook. I have a gold Bills picture because I'm a Bills fan. We all know it. But every day I'm gonna put a quote from the Rockies and and the hashtag fight that fight. And everybody that has a father, and even Smith, Smith fights, Smith fights. Smith is fighting two forms of cancer. And every time I call Smith on the phone. Before the show, he tells me, yeah, Mike, I'm ready to go. He said, because the Hart boys are tough. Well, you know what? The Ferrara men are tough, too. And my dad's going to fight. So I thank everybody for their support. And I also thank Smith Hart in Canada because he's been an inspiration to me as well. Well, prayers are all with you, Mike, with your dad. Hope we all hope you know, he pulls through and everything's fine and he's back to you know being his normal self soon. And, uh, no, you know, know he's definitely he, the, uh, he is his normal self because every day he hides my keys. Every day I can't find <laughs> my keys, and he hides them. And my my dad uh, also taught me to joke. My dad is the I, I get my sense of humor from my dad. My dad um, taught me that that life's too short, and he's always smiling, and he's always he's he's got it. And and you know, and my mother looked at me and she said, Mike, what the hell's going on? And I said, because my father, I said, has got the eye of the tiger. I said, we got to get the eye of the tiger back. And my mom goes, wow. You, she said, either one, you really you know, are obsessed with Rocky, or you just love your father. You know what I said? Both. <laughs> well, thanks, Mike. And, Mike, I appreciate you calling in today. Thank you for everything. And, uh, you know, our prayers are with your dad. And, uh you know, we'll continue this uh, next week. We'll be back doing yeah, more you've football been next my, week. You've been messaging me a lot about my dad, so I want to thank you, man. And uh, and uh, yesterday was a good day. I actually got a phone call from my cousin who told me, hey, Mike, you know, you never asked me for anything. He goes, how would you like to do a trip with me and my family? And my cousin said, we're going to go. I said, where are we going? He said, we're going to go to Philadelphia. We're going to do Rocky stuff. So I, I'm excited about that. All right, well, thanks again. Thanks for calling in. We'll definitely be keeping in our, you know, our hey, Pete, uh, I was say one thing to say uh, one more thing to Pete. Pete, good luck this week with Oakland. I hope the Pan- the Panthers go down in a blaze of glory. Let let Oakland kick their ass, and uh, then we'll, we'll talk about next week what's going to happen. Who knows? we got to take it week to week, guys, you know? Okay, good definitely. luck with the Dolphins, too. Well, thanks, thank Mike. you, guys. And I'll, go ahead. I'll, I'll talk to you next week, Anthony. And I'll, I'll talk to you through Facebook. Thank you. Okay, guys, thank All you. Right. Bye-bye. Magic Mike Ferrara, talking everything, football, everything. Pete, Pete, you're there, right? Yeah, bud. Yeah. Thanks thanks for coming on, as always. I'll let you go now. You've been on for a while. You've been on almost two hours. So thanks. Thank you for calling in today and doing all the football, as always. Great job. You're welcome, bro. Have a good weekend. Enjoy your football. You too. Thank you. And we'll, we'll reconvene next week with the week 13. Gotcha. Thank you, man. PDV joining doing football as always. Great job by Pete doing the picks. Coming off a thirteen and one week he had last week. So he had a great week last week. Let's see how we go this week. So far this week I'm three and zero and Pete's two and one after the Thanksgiving games for this week. So I'm gonna take a quick commercial break and then when I come back we're gonna switch gears. We're gonna do some baseball with the meetings coming. Some uh, hot stove, talk some Mets, Yankees, Phillies, anything anybody wants to talk. We'll also still talk football if anybody wants to call in. And I'm going to also be talking some NBA and NHL in the last hour. 
So phone lines are open for anything, 718-508-9883. Open phones, talk about any subject, any sport you guys want to talk about. I am going to switch it into baseball when I come back, but you guys could also come back and talk football if you want or basketball, hockey, anything you want. So I'll be back in less than three minutes, and then uh, we're going to switch gears. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things, gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza, $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember... $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our stores voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stories page on Facebook. Are you looking for a mortgage for that new home? Do you want to refinance to a lower rate, obtain cash out, or consolidation? If so, call Anthony Muscarella of Advisors Mortgage Group. Advisors Mortgage Group is a mortgage banker and loan our own money to First Lien Mortgage Loans. We have built a platform for a seamless and stress-free mortgage process, which remains our number one goal for all of our customers. We understand that success cannot be obtained without teamwork and communication, two of our most important strengths. If you're looking to apply for a loan or simply have some questions, please don't hesitate to give Anthony Muscarella a call at 732-749-3333, extension 12, who, by the way, has been recognized by Mortgage Executive Magazine as being one of the top 1% of originators in America. That number again, call Anthony Muscarella at 732-749-3333, extension 12, where we tailor our loans to meet your needs. Advisors Mortgage Group is an equal housing opportunity lender licensed by the New Jersey Department of Banking and Insurance. Branch NMLS number 173453. Loan Officer NMLS number 111400. Welcome back to the Mojo Sports Show. We've been doing a lot of football early. We're going to switch gears shortly. So we're going to do a little more football now. My man's calling in right now. Dudu Brown, what's going on, my man? Hey, what's up, man? 
How you doing? Pretty good. It's a good day. Fidel Castro's dead, but let's talk some giant football. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that this morning. That was more breaking news this morning. Fidel Castro. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to comment yeah. on your conversation about the uh, football slotting that you, Pete, and Mike were talking about. I heard something on the fan the other day. I didn't catch the whole thing, but they were talking about why you see NFC on CBS and vice versa. They said because they have to get, like, uh, a certain amount of games allotted to each network. So I guess as the season goes on, they, like, kind of decide who gets what games and oh, stuff yeah, they like that. Oh, yeah, fine slot. Right, and – Right. And as far as uh, what Pete was talking about, it not being regional, it is regional. We live in New York. We have two pro teams. So, of course, they're going to get preference. You know, we have two pro teams in this town. So, obviously, the Jets and the Giants are going to be on before the Cowboys, the Steelers, or whoever. You know, it's just the way it is. I mean, I'm sure you go to Dallas, you know, they, they, they're seeing uh, Cowboy games over the Jets and Giants and stuff. But, uh Looking forward to it's amazing with Cleveland. that stuff too because you know I don't know if you notice this but like even like when they do like a basketball game like if it's like the Knicks let's just say and the Knicks were on TNT right right now they're already right. on MSG you know if you go to TNT during the Knicks game it's just blacked out the screen they don't put another game on you don't see the Knicks oh, game wow. on TNT because it's on MSG but they don't even replace it and give you a different game in New York they just leave the screen blacked out which is so stupid. Like put yeah, I guess, well, yeah, in that situation, they should, because now you're talking two different networks, where here, you know, you only have two networks showing football, so obviously, yeah, you know, that's a little different, but, uh, yeah, but uh, Giants-Cleveland, this is, uh, yeah, so what's your take you on know, the game? Oh, I'm not taking them lightly, I mean, I remember a few years back, the Giants had played Cleveland, and... <laughs> Similar situation. It wasn't as bad of a Cleveland team, but they were a bad Cleveland team nonetheless, like they are almost every year. And everybody thought the Giants were going to win. And I remember Braylon Edwards lighting them up, and Cleveland won. So, you know, this is the NFL. These are pro teams. Strange things happen. You know, and, and even sometimes the worst teams find a way to win one or two games. And every team those bad teams have beaten, they weren't supposed to beat, and it happened. So... You know, if you look back every year at a team who was two, who had two wins all year, the two teams they won, they probably weren't supposed to beat, but they did. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. you know, anything can but happen. That's why they fight you know, them, right? And especially on the road, anything can happen. It's just not a sure. game I see them losing. I don't either, but yeah. you know what? Anything can happen. And uh, their O-line's banged up. I mean, they got three offensive linemen on the injury report, you know. So, but we'll see. I mean, they should win. I'd like to think they're going to win. And if they win, I'd like to see them win convincingly. You know, all our wins right, yeah. come down to the wire. We're, we're, we're a lot like the Detroit Lions this year. You know what I mean? A lot like them. Yeah. You know, with the fourth quarter and, you know, stuff like that. But I'd like to think we're going to win this one. Yeah, and you don't want, you don't want the game – you don't want a close where you give the Browns some confidence, please, you know, to, you yeah, know, and, stay and, in the game. Right, and if you're a playoff team, you know, you got to win these games. you got to beat the Browns. you, you got to. You know, I mean, right now, I mean, with the Cowboys beating the, the Skins, they all but locked up the division. So now everybody else is pretty much playing for a wild card. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, can it, is it possible somebody can take the division from Dallas? Mathematically, yes, but it don't look good. So right now, you yeah. know, and there's a good chance the, a wild card could come out of the NFC East. I mean, it went from a horrible division to, like, 
a really good division with every team having a quarterback now. You know, how many te- how yeah. many uh, divisions in the league can say every team has a quarterback? You know? Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. But I look forward to it, you know. And I'll tell you, one really thing I noticed about the Giants this year, like, you know, so the last few weeks they've been winning close, tight games, right? The deeper right. games last year they would have lost. You know, yeah, but they would have lost every one of those games last year. That's yeah. all the difference. And you know, so obviously, their defense listen, is clearly making a difference. It is, it is, and it's starting to gel late. And that's like uh that's like a Spagnolo defense for you. You know, they gel late, and uh, I mean, I guess better late than never. And it's a good time to. Vernon's really starting to show up more. Jenkins has been great, and he, you know, he was considered to be overpaid and maybe the worst signing of the signings they made, and he's been awesome. Landon Collins has really taken it to another level. I mean, this guy is playing like an all pro. You know, he leads the yeah, team he's in defensive tackles. player of the year football right now. Yeah, he leads the team in tackles, sacks, and interceptions. And here's another interesting stat about the Giants. They're fir- they're in first place in red zone defense and last in sacks. How crazy is that? That's a crazy stat, yeah. That's a crazy stat. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, it shows you that well. all the teams field goals and you know, they're holding teams to field goals, which is big in the NFL, you know? The no, teams getting the red zone, if you can hold them to three points, that's huge. It is. and But they make every game interesting. I mean, if it's not coming down to the last drive, the last play, the last four minutes, it seems like every week, you know, they make you sweat. Even that bad game didn't come too easy. In the beginning, it was like, oh, which way is this game going to go? But, you know, they, they, yeah. they managed to pull it out, you know? Yeah, but, and, and, uh, you know, now in the last couple of weeks, the running game seems to be coming around with Jennings. You it know? is. Jennings has been doing yeah, the last couple of weeks. has been, you know, that, that Cincinnati yeah, game, the way they ran, they ran out the last six minutes of the game, you know, uh, with their running did. game. I don't, I don't know if they could do that consistently, though. You know what I mean? I know they pulled it off that week, but, uh, you know, we need to see more out of the running game to have enough faith to think they could do that more. I mean, we're starting to see Perkins a little more, you know, We'll just have to. Yeah, no, they mixing things. They mixing things in nicely. And yeah, uh, and then, you know what? They've been a lot of fun this year to watch. I mean, they they make you sweat it out, but at the same time, it's fun. As long as they win, it's fun. You know. But yeah, yeah looking Beck, forward to this one. Beck, Beckham's been drawing a lot of attention the last couple of weeks. Right. But, he, but he's uh, you know, he's opening it up for other people. You know, like like drawing the attention, it's opening it up for everybody else. Right. Right, and Manning, Manning's like doing a good and, job yeah. of spreading the ball around. Right, and, and and I still think they have a lot of question marks at third receiver. They've been using Lewis a lot, which I don't understand. Is what they don't do is why not work in Dwayne Harrison someplace? They did it last year. They were depleted at wide receiver, so they had no choice but to use him, even though he's a receiver slash returner. But he was serviceable, and I don't see why they they can't do that this year. You know, why not work him into a few plays? You know, he's good enough to be a third yeah. receiver. Uh, at least better than what they got, or more experienced. And, uh, you know, the tight end position, it looks like Will Ty locked it down. You know, Larry Donnell's and clearly in the doghouse, as he should be. The guy's terrible. I mean, I can't stand him. The guy can't block. He drops balls. He dogs it. I mean, and you, he's and not you really even, can't count on Cruz anymore, right? Like, no, just like, because, just, you know, the health. You know, he made a couple of plays last week, you know, but he's not the same player he was. You know, 
Yeah, it seems like what? yeah, it seems he can't stay on the field, right? Like they're long enough to give them right. You know what but they need from if that. If he spot. is on the field, but if he is on the field, he helps. You know what I mean? Because he's definitely yeah. you know if everybody's focused on Odell, you know he he could give you something. You know, and uh, I think they're going to be the type kind of team like you know they're just going to have to outscore their opponents. Basically, that's it. You know what I mean? The defense will be good enough to keep them in games, but they're going to have to outscore people. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, at times. Well, hopefully you won't have that. Hopefully you're not going to have to worry about that tomorrow. You know. <laughs> no, hopefully not. Hopefully not. You know, you don't want to look past anything. But after tomorrow, they got two tough games. They got Pittsburgh and then Dallas. I mean, yeah, you know, they go yeah. into Pittsburgh and then at home at Dallas, and you know they handed Dallas their only loss of the season, but. You know, we all know what, what Dallas has done since then. They've been 10 and 0 since. So, you know, but, you know. Yeah, look, it, it, and that's why you got to get this game tomorrow. You can't look ahead. You can't get caught looking no, ahead. No, we can't. We really can't. We really can't. Because, you know, it, it, to to go win in Pittsburgh is a tall order. You know what I mean? So we, we, we have to, we really have to win this game tomorrow. We have to. Just, you know, and. And hope everybody else in the division, you know, the skin, um, well, the skins and cowboys play. But we got to hope the Eagles lose, you know. But yeah, we'll see. Yep. And what do you think of uh, what do you think of the offensive line the last few weeks? Well, it's been playing well enough for them to win, and they're banged up. And Pew's been out, and he's probably their best lineman this year. So. They've been getting it done. Yeah, no, they have been playing better. It's been showing with the ground game because the ground, yeah, they've been has. running the ball better. And, I mean, you can never pick when you're going to be a banged-up team, but I guess this is a good time because they played the Bears, now they're playing the Browns, you know, so I guess it's as good a time as any to be banged up against teams like that. You know, at least you, 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 you face two weaker teams on your schedule. Yeah, it looks like McCown's going to be – quarterback in tomorrow for Cleveland. So, right. obviously, with all the injuries they had as well, they really the only thing the Giants really need to worry about really is Terrell Pryor, just to keep an eye yeah. on him. Yeah, and I, I mean, and, uh, you know, I'm no disrespect to Pryor, but he doesn't really scare me that much. We've faced tougher receivers, you know what I mean? And if he's there, yeah, yeah, seven, we yeah. shut him down. Where else do they go, you know? So, we'll yeah, see. They're going to need to run the ball a little. Cleveland. Yeah. I don't know if they could. got a lot of questions. No, they really do. I mean, we were trying to figure out before, can we, is there a game they can win here? You know? Uh, I'm going to agree with Magic Mike, believe it or not. I think maybe if anybody, Cincinnati, you know, division team, and, you know, I could see that Especially happening. now with the injuries, but no green or Bernard, right? I mean, that definitely yeah. weakens Cincinnati. It does. I mean, well, Cincinnati on paper is still a much better team even without those guys. But, you know, I guess, yeah, if anything, you know, they're better off not winning any games. You know, I think they'll yeah. be the first pick, the Niners, and then they, who who who's the worst? The Bears. The Bears? And the Bears. And the Bears will be up there. Right. Yeah, all who so now, can we... use quarterbacks. Now, we have, we have this little thing we've been doing. Like, there's no chance in hell game. Do you see any game tomorrow that you see is, like, it's basically a lock? Like, a no chance where a team could win the game tomorrow. Well, I gave you my opinion on Giants-Cleveland, but when you look at 
all the games. I would think that most people would probably pick that one, no? Yeah, a lot of people are, but it, I guess it depends if you have that, you know, if, if, if you know, in like some people in the suicide pools, they might have used them already. But, yeah, I mean, that, that game clearly stands out as the game. And, ten, and Tennessee and Chicago? Yeah, I like Tennessee a lot. Yeah, it's I don't know. I mean, you're talking about no Cutler, no Jeffrey, no Leonard Floyd, no Zach Miller. I mean, what do they got? No, and you know, they have nothing left. Tennessee, Tennessee is really a team on the rise, too. You, can, you know, you can see there. The future's yeah. looking bright in Tennessee. Yeah, no, it is. They need a couple more things. They're probably another receiver, but they're, yeah, they're definitely going in the right direction. Man. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be excited about over there. They got a awesome young quarterback, an amazing young offensive line. You know, yeah, the future is definitely bright there. Yeah, it definitely is. You're right. So, what else yeah. do you think of uh, anything else around the league? Nah, I would say just those two. You know. As far as not a chance, you know. I mean, yeah. other than that, you know, well, you know, this year, outside of like Dallas, no, and you know, like it's a lot of parity, which I think it makes for more fun in football. You know, no, it does it definitely makes it more interesting yeah. when you go in. You don't know, team could beat a team that week; it could happen anywhere, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But we'll have to tune so in just, tomorrow and see. Yeah, that's that's why they play the games, right? Yep. Well, I have another question for you, just on a different different subject. But so, as a, a Yankee fan as well, with a hot stove coming, any anything you want to see the Yankees do? Yeah, I want them not to like, sign any free agents. <laughs> you don't want them spending any big money. No, no. Why bother? I mean, there's no point. You know, let, let's let, let's let the kids play. I mean. We've got a lot to be excited about with these young guys. I mean, this, the guy Torres is tearing it up. He looks great. Some people are saying he's the best prospect in baseball right now. I mean, I don't know how true that is, but, you know. What about let, pitching? What like, do you make the move for a big pitcher, the trade for a big pitcher? I, no, but especially if it's going to cost us our farm. You know what I mean? I say develop the young players and add the pieces as needed. There's no quick fix pitcher out there for us now anyway. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously you're going to have to get somebody out there to eat up some innings. You know, you got to have somebody to throw out there every five days. Yeah. But uh, I I wouldn't go breaking the bank. I would wait until next year, maybe even the year after. Like, I even read something that they were considering Beltran for a DH. What's the rush to get a DH? There's always somebody sitting on your bench that you can alternate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially Greg Bird. Let's say Greg Bird comes back, the first baseman, right? You got him. You got Tyler Austin. You know, you DH one. You, you you play the other in the field. You know, there's always somebody you could plug in at DH. They could be looking for. A, it looks like they're looking for that veteran bat. Well, they also did say that Beltran was great in the locker room last year as well, like with all the young kids. So that could I'm be. I'm sure he was, but but eighteen million dollars for him. I mean, that, that's I, a lot of money. I but it would probably be a one-year deal, right? It'd probably be just a one-year deal. Yeah, I know. But, you know, the, the salaries in baseball just get crazier and crazier every year. For, like, example, Neil Walker, I heard on the radio the other day, not to knock Neil Walker, but Neil Walker is a $17 million second baseman, which is, oh, that's wow. ridiculous. You, 
And you've heard me. I've complained about it. I've already complained about that. I think it's ridiculous. I mean, he's a nice player, but $17 million. But, you know, when wow. you're trying to sign Cespedes, you can't be giving $17 million to a position that they already got replacements for. They got guys that can play second. That's the thing. Right. Not, right. not saying they're as good as Walker, but they got guys. No, and, Wa- and Yeah, and Walker's a good player. But $17 million player? I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, you don't want anything. No. Yeah, be interesting to see yeah. what happens. Yeah, we'll see. But I'm excited about the Yankees. It's going to be fun watching, like, you know, fresh blood, you know, new look team, you know, no more Teixeira, no more A-Rod. I'm, you know, and I'm hoping they move, somehow find someone to take Headley. That would be beautiful. You know, I, I don't want to see Gardner yeah. go. You always hear his name come up. I mean, but, you know, I guess the right trade well, comes up. We've got one year left on him, right? I think yeah, the interesting thing I heard was about Tanaka. They're saying Tanaka could opt out after this year, and the Yankees don't want him to because then the Yankees are going to have bigger issues with pitching if he opts out. Right. But, well, he's one guy, like, I think they would they would pay to keep, you know? Yeah. And you, know, you can't they, blame they him for opting out. Yeah. I mean, that's why they get these opt-outs. They opt out and they get more money. Of course. Right? They that's all why do. they do. They're all in it to get paid as much as they can. And you know what? You can't fault these guys. I mean – if, yeah. if you if you knew you could get paid more at your job and I could get paid more at mine, what you want to? You know, yeah. all these no, guys right. greedy, this, that, this. Why not? Why shouldn't it be? You know, the owners don't offer discounts to their fans, right? They want to get as much money as they can, so you know. Yeah, no. You can't blame these guys for doing that. I don't. No, and, and more so in football because you know the money's not guaranteed. And if a player is injured, his career is over. And there goes his opportunity to earn. And Yeah, yeah, of course. That's why when these guys hold out in football, I don't even blame them because there's so much money. You know, these guys could get, these guys could get uh, you know, hurt tomorrow or the team could cut them and they don't get anything. So you got to get the right. money while you can, especially in football. You know? Yeah, they could be an injury away from never playing again. Exactly. Or not even playing the same where – they could earn again. Yeah. Yeah, you got to yeah. get it while you can. Yep. That's why they call you nine to six now. Come on, man. That's right now. <laughs> Bring me straight from the fridge. <laughs> straight, All right, man. Listen, from the fridge. I'm going to let you go, man. Thanks for I'm calling, man. Some lunch. Thanks for calling. Anytime. All right. All right, man. I'll speak to you. All right, bye. All right, bye. To New Brown, talking Giants, talking some Yankees. So we did a lot of football today. Great job there by Duda. We did a, we did a lot of football today. We did a, did a little baseball. We're going to definitely switch now into some baseball. So as the winter as the winter is approaching, the winter meetings is approaching. The Mets are sitting here waiting on the sets for this thing to play out, and you know, got to get it done. There's no excuse to not get this done at this point. So Mets better get this done. The fans want him. The team wants him. Everybody wants him. Now the question is, is he going to get the fifth year? That's what he's holding out for. The Mets are offering four. Supposedly the Mets are offering him four, 110. He's looking for five, 135, around something like that. But nobody has offered him five yet. So you, see, you hear teams like the Nationals are interested, the Giants and the Dodgers are interested. So now you're hearing uh, heard the Red Sox were interested. 
And you're also hearing that uh, Seattle now might be very interested. And they're saying that Toronto loses and Canarcion and Batista, that Toronto can jump in and maybe do something stupid like hand in a blank check or something like that. But I don't know how that's going to play out. But, it's, I mean, it's pretty clear from people I spoke to and things I've read and stuff like that that he wants to be here. He wants to stay here. The Mets want him here. But for some reason, that 15 years becoming a sticking point. And like I said on this show, they would have gave him the fifth year last year. They'd only have four years left now, and this would be over. But for some reason, last year, they didn't want to do it, and now they were kicking themselves because now they want him for four years where you would have had him last year for five. You Right now, you still have him for four. So the Mets have a lot of decisions coming. And I know the Mets got stuff to execute, and they want to add some pieces, but this is the top piece. you got to get this done. And, you know, if I'm the Mets, I'm getting I'm aggressive. Let's get this done. I know they want to get it done before the winter meetings because if not, they want to move in another direction. But, you know what, the dominoes ain't going to start falling until Cespedes goes because he's the big – right now he's probably the best bat on the market. So I think everybody's waiting on, waiting on that. So, But we're going to take a quick call here. Bad man, what's going on? Good morning, Mr. Mojo. What's going so, on, my man? Very uh, very very well. I'll give you a little uh, insight into the Pad's man's life. So we have Thanksgiving at our house. We have a pretty big crowd. But my tradition is um the Saturday after Thanksgiving um and, and this started back when <clears throat> I was growing up in Brooklyn with me and my dad. Um and I continued it on ever since I uh you know, moved out to, to New Jersey. Um, we decorate uh we put the outside lights on the house. Um, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, me, the kids, and, and the wife, and everybody helps out a little bit. So um, uh, this year, uh, of course, we continued the tradition once again. So I'm outside. It's actually not bad weather, um, but I'm outside hanging from a gutter. So this is very interesting this morning. Every year I nearly die. But, but so far I haven't gone down. I've gone up before, but I haven't gone down yet. So I'm okay. So, how was your Thanksgiving? Hello? Padman, you hear me? Yes. Yes, I think we have Are you there? Yeah, I hear you. You don't hear me? Uh, Now I do. I didn't hear you a second ago. So, where'd you end up going? Padman, you hear me, buddy? Yes, I can now. Okay, I'm going to have to do it through here because for some reason you weren't hearing me through the other thing, so I'm going to have to go through the speaker. But, yeah, no, I had a good time. We had my father-in-law's house. 
you know, had a lot of food, you know, watched football, had a good time. Good company, good times, a lot of fun. Well, I tell you, and, and Italians, because I know both of us are Italians, Christmas Eve is probably the greatest food event in uh, in, in, in Italian's uh, yearly calendar. But, oh, I agree. Said, but, but there is, and me personally as well, but there's something to be said about Thanksgiving because, first of all, the whole point of it is to overeat. The whole point of it is to, is to, is to reflect a little bit about years past or year, you're looking forward, which is real nice most of the time. And it's Christmas, basically, just, at least in my family, the same family members get together, but it's without the pressure of the gifts. You know, it's, it's, it's without that, that Christmas, uh, you know, last-minute shopping and decorating and all these things. So, you know, as a, as a pure day holiday, I might actually like Thanksgiving more. Um, as an event, uh, obviously like Christmas a little better. Well, what's going to be really good about Christmas Eve this year is that you got a full slate, basically, of NFL football on during that day. So that's going to be fun. Christmas Day, not Christmas Eve is on a Saturday. No, Christmas Eve. Yeah, all the games are on Saturday that week. Oh, they're on Saturday this year? Yeah, it's only going to be two Sunday games. The whole rest of the thing is on Saturday, the rest of the schedule. I didn't realize that. That's interesting. I tell you what, what, what I think is real nice is actually Christmas Eve I have off, right? I know a lot of folks take off, and I know you do a big thing in your house, so you probably take off, but I'm never off Christmas Eve. It's kind of going to be nice. To be off Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and then Monday we have off, which is which is a nice lineup. Yeah, well, Monday's like kind of like they're using it to celebrate Christmas Day, so they give you the day off, which is nice, right? Yeah, and I I actually rather have it um um the day after than the day before because the day before we're we're running around anyway. The day after is a day of relaxation, and we'll get to do that. Yeah, like my yeah. In my opinion, so you know, all, all good. I agree. So talking about that, we got a lot coming on. We got a lot coming on between Miracle Day, the Christmas party, a luncheon, right? We got a lot coming the next couple of weeks as well. It's a tremendous amount. For any fans who don't know, uh, we 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 meeting uh, basically the the Met Roundtable uh, and a couple other folks work on an event um, that that. Raises, uh, uh, I, I feel, a tremendous amount of money for uh, youth organizations across uh, the United States. And uh, Mojo started uh, uh, putting in his uh, his work time on um, a significant amount, probably about, what, three, four years ago now, I guess? Um, yeah. And, and it's so funny because we, we all know him as a sports guy, right? And we all know him as, you know, a, you know funny guy and entertaining but 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 I know a side of him and, and, and the side of him I know and, and I'll share for you really quickly is he's a great human being. You know, that, that day comes and goes and he's one of the one of the guys that will will do, do anything and anything uh, anything and everything to, to have a positive event and uh uh you know for for us to have a, a successful time and he does it with a tremendous smile and a and an uplifting spirit. So it's it's really a pleasure to to work with him, you know, uh, uh, on this event. And, you know, for, for anybody who doesn't know him, that's the God's honest truth. So, you know, anybody who's just Thanks. listening to him as a sports radio guy, it's it's only a piece of the puzzle. 
Thank you. And I can say following your lead, it makes it easy for me, following your lead and doing that, you know, doing the Miracle Day. It's, it's always successful, and you you actually have one of the biggest parts in it, so you definitely should uh, – you got to get a lot of credit for what you do as well there because you you keep it all together. You really do. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure. It really is – I'm a big fan of, of paying it forward. You know, we're all – you know, we all complain we don't make enough money, and, and, and I'm in the same boat. We all complain because we want a better car or better clothes or whatever. But there are certain people out there, you know, if you ever dive into their lives a little bit, they literally, you know, don't have a lot of opportunities that we have, you know. I mean, the the, the amount of money and, and amount of food that, that we eat, consume, and make for Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve and Christmas Day – probably is more than these people see in a month, you know, so, you know, and, and the different opportunities we have, so it feels good to uh, to help others, but let's talk about Tesmith, so last week, Mr. Mojo was fluctuating between 50%, he's saying, then 10%, then 80%, and, and we're kind of flopping, so I want to know, if you, if you lick your finger and stick it in the air, what's the barometer say today? I'll tell you, it's fairly fluctuating daily. I mean, there's one minute I feel comfortable, there's another minute I think she's gone. I'll tell you, this seems so hard to so hard to figure. But I'm going to have to go and say 50-50 now because, I, you know, there's a day like I think they're going to get them, and then there's, there's something that just makes me lose confidence in them. And it's just, I think it's just really more just their cheap ways and knowing how they are and, you know. I mean, supposedly, for what I, you know, I did a lot of uh, research this week and trying to get as much as I could for the show. And it looks like, obviously, he wants to be here. The team wants him here. The fans want him here. But they want him here, but on four years. Now, it don't look like anybody else has offered him the fifth year yet, which I think somebody will. But if it happens, will the Mets? People are telling me if it comes, if they have to, the Mets will eventually give the fifth year if they have to. But we'll see if that really if, if, that, if, that, if, if that's the case, I think, and, and all those pieces are in place, and he wants to be here. I think, I think, I got a feeling he's going to end up here. You know, and if the Will Ponds weren't so cheap, and all this it wasn't so cheap, we wouldn't have much to talk about. So it's actually good. Yeah. Sport. It's good for your radio show. <laughs> you know, we've been talking about it for four weeks already. Yeah, my, no, my, big, be... my, my, my biggest issue is because I really believe they are going to sign Tespitz, okay? So let's just, for a second, let's let's go with that premise. They're signing Tespitz. So my issue is, being cheap as they are, what are they going to do next, if anything? That's my problem. My problem isn't whether they, they sign Tespitz. My problem is... What's the next step for them, if anything? Or are they just going to let it go? Well, they're clearly, that, looking, that, they're clearly looking for a relief pitcher, but the question is, I don't think it's going to be like a Chapman-level relief pitcher. I think it's going to be more of like a seventh-inning type of guy. I don't I don't see them going after – and I think it's a big mistake. I think they should be going after a top-tier reliever. Well, and they're not, going the only, after, they're not going after a big catcher either, and I think that's another big mistake. You know, well, the they, they have, I'm sorry, go ahead. The only, 
the only thing about the only thing I have to say about a reliever is sometimes if you can get a really solid young eighth inning guy, maybe he could turn into the guy. Maybe he is the guy just wasn't given the opportunity. Now, if he's they going after a six inning plug, then that's pathetic. But but maybe they're trying to find a guy that has the potential and between him, Reed and, and when Familia get fat, you know, you know, we can still win some ball games. Well, from what I'm reading, they're more or less saying that the Mets expect Familia to get suspended. They don't know how many games. Is it going to be 25? Is it going to be 50? And, they, you know, they feel they'll go with Reed until Familia is ready. But if you're going to do that, then you have to get another guy to set Reed up, though. You can't just get any player. You have to get a good pitcher to set Reed up, then, well, right? Well, I mean, well, 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 that's exactly what I mean. See, I don't know. If they guys, I'd like them to go for a Chapman-like play, but there's not that many of them out there, and, and, and it's a lot of money to spend on them. Maybe they get and they're not paying them much for them. So a really, really solid—not if they get Cespedes—a really solid setup guy that maybe can push Reed a little bit and maybe close some games as well. And maybe remember, three years ago, Familiar was the setup guy, right? And he won 50 yeah. games. He played 50 games last year. Maybe there's a guy out there. The guy who got suspended, I keep, I always forget his name. It's steroids like six times with the match. Uh-huh. It's the relief pitcher. Um, Mejia. Mejia? Mejia. He was a relief guy. We gave him a chance. Yes, he was on steroids or whatever, but he did very well. And, and he's you supposedly know? coming back. They expect him back this year, too, the match. Well, obviously, it counts on him. But if they're not going to spend the money on the top tier, Reliever, if you got that badass, and if you know what I mean by badass, has the attitude of a closer, has the mental makeup of I want the ball, I want to be successful, I can do this. You don't want to bat against me. And, you you know, they have that guy, you know. Um, maybe that's the answer, right? Maybe that's the plug. Maybe Mejia, Reed. A new guy. No, I like the fact that they're looking for a guy, right? And they're not trying to plug and play with, you know, 39-year-olds. But what are they looking for? That's the question. You know, are they looking for another half-assed player or are they looking for somebody who's actually going to be reliable? Well, no, I think I think what they're going to get, uh, Mojo, I think they're going to get um, a question mark. And what I mean by question mark, they're not going to get a top-tier guy. They're not going to get a guy that's lights out. They're going to get a question mark with the hope that that question mark turns into the guy that can relieve, can set up, can be dominant. I don't think they're going to get that third-tier guy that is literally a journeyman. I don't think they're going to do that. I, I think they're going to get, you know, don't the Orioles have a guy that, that, that uh, that's a great setup guy? I think L.A. has one. Like a seventh inning shutdown, badass. Yeah, you know the guy—a guy who fits the bill—is going to be a guy that was a closer in the past. You know, but has closing experience that you can put in in a pinch, but you know can also settle in and give you the eighth inning, seventh, eighth inning. You know, the question is, who is it going to be? Like, you know, is the team got anybody available via trade? Is there anybody out there free agency that fits that bill? That's 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 the question for the match. Absolutely, uh, you know, I I I would rather get a guy who used to be a closer, 
in there to be that guy, like um, the guy that you know, was actually, you know, you know, you know my so, only, my only thing, my only thing to tell you about that is closers have it, and sometimes they don't. They just lose it. We've seen it, right? They just don't. It's very rare closer goes his whole year, his whole career, you know. And 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 doesn't get injured or something happens mentally, whatever happens, and, and and they continue to be successful for a career. There's not that many guys out there. So to me, if you were a closer, there's something wrong there because you're not closing anymore. There's not that many elite teams out there that need an elite closer. So if you are, if you were a closer and you're not a closer and you're in a mid-range team, there's a problem there. It could be an attitude problem. It might not be physical. But there's an issue there. I, I don't know. I'd rather get a guy that has the potential to be a closer, that maybe has the mental makeup. Although, I'll, I'll tell you this, you know, we never factor in because we live here and we breathe here and we grew up here. But the fact, there is, the fact is, a lot of guys can be successful other places, but not in New York. Right? That's the other fact you have to consider. Yeah, they they need to... They need to get somebody. I don't know. I think you need to close. I don't think you can roll the dice. The problem is, is that you have no familiar most likely until June. And then, you know, Reed, as good as he was last year, a couple of years ago, Reed was a closer and he faulted. Now, if Reed just falters, if Reed, if Reed falters as a closer, you have nobody with closing experience to go to then. Well, you, you know, that's that why you have me here, but you know what? Having Jerry's familiar start in June might be a good thing. You know, he might yeah, be Mahe, fresh when it comes time for September. It might be a good thing. Mahe hasn't pitched in two years, and he wasn't even that good when he pitched. So Mahe is not even, honestly, the furthest thing. Mahe, Mahe, to me, cannot even be any kind of – you cannot go into the season and say Mahe is a big part of your bullpen. No, I'm not saying a big part. I'm saying you, you, they're definitely looking for somebody. So if they get somebody solid, and you have Reed, and you have Mejia, I mean you have a you have a. Now look, it could look. The, the problem is, and we know this: if you go April and May, and let's say Familia comes back in June, and remember he'll have since he won't. I don't think he could participate in spring training. Um, you know he's gonna have even if he came back in June, he's gonna have two three weeks of kind of getting back into into, you know, in, in, into the baseball mentality. So the season could be over, but, you know, I can't hear you. You keep breaking up. You hear me now? I think it's you. Yeah, yes, yes, I hear you now, yes. Saying, I think, you know, Familia's really good, but obviously Chapman last year came back after missing two months, and he didn't miss a beat. You know, he came right in, and he was fine. So He's also a special pitcher. He's been a special pitcher a long time. But, you know, he's had a couple of special years here himself, you know. Obviously, he faulted in the postseason, which, you know, he's going to be remembered for right now, unfortunately. Twice. Yeah, twice. Two years in Not not one postseason, it's twice. I mean, yeah. and he has an issue where he can't come in with people on base. He can't come in in a tie game. He can't come in with too big of a lead. I mean, he has a lot of issues. I mean, if you're an elite closer and I hand you the ball to me, and I like the guy, don't get me wrong, I'm a fan. I hand you the ball, no matter what the situation is, you should be able to lock him down. 
and he's not. You know, you have to you have to treat a professional that has 50 saves with kid gloves and and evaluate the situation. You have to put him in the game because he might not be able to handle a three-run lead. I mean, it's ridiculous. I never heard of something like that. Yeah. And our very own Adam, you know, from the Met Round, Adam from Manhattan, you know, he called it earlier in the year. He said, you cannot bring this guy into a game. And that's a problem. That's a problem. You're a reliever. If you're a reliever, I give you the ball, you lock him down. I don't care what the situation is. You know, and 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 really, and really, when you when you think about it, when you think about the Cubs and the Indian series, the most important thing in, all, in that whole series was the relief pitching. That's what it was. That's what it came down to. That's what it came down to. So we need a guy we can rely on. Period. I mean, Chapman. Even though if he would have locked down that last game, he might have been the MVP. If he would have locked down that yeah. last game. You know, I think he showed me more by getting after he gave up the after he blew the game to come back out the next inning and shut the middle of the order down. I think he he showed me more in that inning than anything else that he was able well, to overcome truth, that. Truth, I don't know if I would have let him out there again. Yeah, no, you I know do. you mentioned that. You you've mentioned that, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, if, if if Terry Collins did that and you let somebody out again, they gave up another run, we would have hanged them from the from the rafters. We'd be hanging I mean, Collins. They, by, we'd be hanging Collins by his twenty seconds if that happens. Well, you're you're just you're just a commentator, but whatever. That's okay. It, look, hey, it makes good. great talk radio. I see when I see a bad manager, I gotta call it. He's not a good manager. He's not. Oh, gee. Here we go again. I don't want to talk about Colin. We'll save that. We'll save that for another day. <laughs> exactly. So, no, I have but, to run I mean, this. You've got to agree me on one thing. Yeah. you got to agree me on one thing. you got to get set for this sign and sign right away, right? I mean. Well, you know what's funny? The Met Roundtable is starting to get not interesting because we're, we're waiting for this issue to be resolved one way or the other. There's not much else to talk about because you can't put another block. You can't think about another piece until you know if the biggest piece is coming back yet or not. Yeah, you know, no, you're right. We're, we're kind of on hold. <clears throat> I actually think that we're going to, by the end of this week, we'll hear something. I think they really want him back. I think he wants it here. What they might do is continue with the four years but give him a little more bread. For some reason, they have a year's limitation for some reason. So maybe, I don't know, if he's going four years, $30 million, maybe they give him four years, 35 and, you know, and effectively it'll be almost 25 a year for five years when you think about it. It'll be a little shorter than that. And I'm fine with that also. I don't know if you remember a few years ago when they got Grandison and Grandison wanted the four years, the Mets were standing on the three years, and then finally the Mets caved in and gave him the fourth year. So you may have something similar here. And that's way better than Well, you know what, but, but as Mets fans, and hopefully you'll still have your show and we'll still speak, you know, in his fourth or fifth year when he's 35, 36, and maybe he's a little broken down, us Mets fans can't stop crying. This is what we wanted, no, no matter what happened in the next three years. No matter what happens in the next three years. Listen, in most long-term deals now, 
you're getting your money's worth on the front end. On the back end, you're going to have to get hit, and that's just that's how well, it we, is. We, we may or we may not. I'm just saying that that if if things go wrong the next couple of years and we're not as successful as we think, and then, you know, the, the fans are fickle. They start turning on Cespedes. Us and him at Roundtable, you have it recorded. We could put all of us want him here. We can't cry. Oh, yeah, no yeah, crying no, talk radio. I mean, it absolutely don't because we all wanted him here. So yeah, if you're taking them, you're not taking them for the productive years. You're taking them for the term of the contract period. You know. So yeah. I mean, you're never you're never gonna hear no crying here because you know how I feel. So, the, 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 the bottom line, we're pairing him up with one of the most, possibly the most dominating pitching um, starters ever to wear Met uniform. Potentially, potentially. If you look at the rotation in 86 and you look at the rotation in uh, in 69, we match up pretty well if you look at the top five. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, 69, you had Seaver and Nolan Ryan, but, you know, they weren't – obviously, Ryan wasn't what he turned into the end at that point. He was just and, a young rookie. Oh. Yeah, he was a young guy. You can make a case in the guard who's better than him right now at that time, you know, at that time. <laughs> Look, Mojo, right. let me hop, okay? I have to go hang off a uh, gutter. Yeah, be safe over there, all right? Thanks for calling in. Thank you, my man. Have a good one. You too. I'll see you. I'll see you Monday. It's Todd Man from Jersey calling in. As usual, doing his baseball talk, and you know, all Mets fans are right now pretty much hanging on this whole set for this thing, waiting to see. Where he's going to land, is he staying? Are the Mets going to pony up to him? So it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. Obviously, the winter meetings is two weeks away, so all this is going to start getting resolved in the next couple of weeks. So we'll see how it plays out. All right, let's take a quick commercial break, and then, you know, we have about 20 minutes left, so we'll come back. We'll touch on a few other things and, and then close out the show. Be back in three minutes. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Hey everybody, this is Nick Wilkinson with TV Nation and Totally Driven Radio and Entertainment. Sadly, each year, approximately 3.6 million children become victims of child abuse. My latest ebook, Child Abuse, The Ripple Effect, explores the long-lasting effects abuse can have on victims. Explore life after the abuse ends and how we cope with the tragedies of the past. Child Abuse, The Ripple Effect is available on Kindle for only 99 cents. And don't forget to check out my website, actingnotreacting.com, a common-sense approach to teens in crisis. Let's work together and make this world a better place. And remember, stay driven. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. 
Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. Are you looking for a mortgage for that new home? Do you want to refinance to a lower rate, obtain cash out, or consolidation? If so, call Anthony Muscarella of Advisors Mortgage Group. Advisors Mortgage Group is a mortgage banker and loan our own money to First Lien Mortgage Loans. We have built a platform for a seamless and stress-free mortgage process, which remains our number one goal for all of our customers. We understand that success cannot be obtained without teamwork and communication, two of our most important strengths. If you're looking to apply for a loan or simply have some questions, please don't hesitate to give Anthony Muscarella a call at 732-749-3333, extension 12, who, by the way, has been recognized by Mortgage Executive Magazine as being one of the top 1% of originators in America. That number again, call Anthony Muscarella at 732-749-3333, extension 12, where we tailor our loans to meet your needs. Advisors Mortgage Group is an equal housing opportunity lender licensed by the New Jersey Department of Banking and Insurance. Branch NMLS number 173453. Loan officer NMLS number 111400. Welcome back to the Mojo Sports Show. There's a little less than 20 minutes left in the show, so we're just going to flip around a couple of things and then uh, close out the show. So basically, I'm just going to go through... Uh, the NBA standings quickly. And so far, we've covered a lot of football today. We did some baseball. I just want to get some basketball in here. So you got first. You got you know, look at the East. You got the Cavs at twelve and two and first. Then you have three teams tied: Atlanta Hawks, Toronto Raptors, and Bulls all ten and six in the two, three, four holes. Then you have the Celtics at five at nine and seven. Then you have Charlotte Hornets and the Knicks at eight and seven at the six and seven spots, and the Pistons at eight and nine in the eighth spot, and the Pacers eight and nine right behind them. We talked about last night, big win for the Knicks last night, holding on, getting the big shots in overtime. Carmelo had a big the game winner. Porzingis had a big block in overtime on a Kemba Walker drive, so they did a, a good job holding on the Knicks. It was a back and forth type game with Charlotte, so a good win for the Knicks. And you look at the rest of the East, obviously, because the Pacers, the Bucks at 6-8, and eight, the Magic at 6-10, and 10, the Wizards at 5-9, and nine, the Heat at 5-10, and 10, and then the Nets at 4-11, and 11, struggling, and then the Sixers at 4-12. And, and I talked about it earlier, the Sixers are 4-12, and 12, but the Sixers have played a lot better. Like, they're, they're in a lot of their games. They're, the games are coming down the line. They're just young right now. They don't know how to finish these games. And, you know, they're out without Noel and Ben Simmons, so that also hurts them as well. In the West, Golden State fourteen and two, and first the Clippers fourteen and three right behind them, and then the Spurs thirteen and three. So you have three teams right there, three the top teams in the West. Then Memphis at ten and six with the Rockets at ten and six at the four and five slot. The Oklahoma City and Utah at nine and eight, both in the six and seven slots, and then Portland at nine and nine in the eight spot. Then you have the Lakers right outside eight and nine, Sacramento. And the Nuggets at six and ten. The Pelicans at six and eleven. They lost last night the Pelicans, but they had won four in a row. They won two and ten, so they they were playing a little better now. The Timberwolves at five and ten. Been a little disappointment. I mean, they're young and up in college, but expecting a little better from them. Phoenix five and twelve, and the Mavericks two and thirteen. Really struggling. Worst team in the NBA right now. And it might not be a bad thing to get them a top pick for one year with Nowitzki getting older and all. So 
might be a, a pretty good thing for them as far as that. And then tonight you have San Antonio, Washington at 7 o'clock. You have the Knicks in Charlotte. We're playing again the back, second night of a back-to-back. After a great game last night, you have Detroit at Oklahoma City. You have Memphis at Miami. And you have Minnesota at Golden State. So it's just a couple of tonight lineup for the NBA. As uh, Obviously, we're, you know, 14 games in now. So, you know, season's, you know, pretty much still in the beginning stages. But, you know, after like the 20-30 game off, you start really sensing of the teams that are going to be in the race and, you know, teams that, you know, obviously the, the last couple of spots are always going to come down still late in the year. But you pretty much know who the top teams are. I mean, obviously Cleveland and Golden State are the best teams right now. Clippers are playing great. San Antonio is going to be in the mix. The East from two to two to six or seven is going to be pretty much wide open in the East. So it's going to be cool to watch the follow that race all year. And uh, so, all right, now I just want to give a quick NHL standings as well. So we have in the Eastern Conference, let's do, let's do it. Let's see, like, let me pull it up this way. Okay, so obviously in the Atlantic, in the Atlantic I have Montreal at 15-4. and four. 32 points. Tampa Bay, 13-8-1 with 27 points. Ottawa, 25 points. Boston, 22 points. Florida, 21. Detroit, 21. Toronto, 20. Buffalo, 19. So, you know, you see the teams like Toronto and Buffalo, the young teams, starting to play a little better. But, you know, they're young. They're up and coming. So you got to give them some time. And the Metropolitan, obviously the Rangers with 31 points, playing great early on. Washington right behind him at 28, Pitt at 27. How great has Crosby been since he came back? I mean, 14 goals in 15 games. I just you can't even, you know. But, all right, Columbus, 25 points. Jersey, 24. Jersey Devils have been surprising this year. Flyers, 21 points. Start to play better. They started off really bad. Carolina with 20. Islanders with 16. Islanders got a big disappointment last in the, in the Eastern Conference right now. So, you know, need to do something. You know, it's a lot of rumblings that Tavares could be unhappy, and you know, he's got one year left on his deal. There's gonna be something to watch. The Islanders are gonna to have to do something to make him happy at some point here. Yeah. Although I know he wants, he said all the right things over the last couple of years. He wants to stay there, but you know, if they keep playing like this, you gotta wonder if he'll start thinking. You know, and I know a lot of people have pegged to go home to Toronto, but it don't always work that way. You gotta let things play out and see what happens. Then in the West and the Central, you got Chicago with 30 points, St. Louis 25, Minnesota 24, Nashville, Dallas 23 apiece, Minnesota, Winnipeg with 20, and Colorado with 18. They, there's your West, you know, your Central. Then in the Pacific, Edmonton still in first with 26 points, San Jose 25, LA 23. LA doing a good job without quick hanging around. Anaheim with 22, Calgary 21, Vancouver 18 after the hot start. Vancouver's been tailing off, and Arizona with 16. So the Islanders in Arizona are clearly the two worst teams so far. Colorado's not too far off as well. And Colorado hasn't been getting good goaltending play for Farlamo either, so they've been struggling there. But it's still early, 22 games. Got about, so in, in hockey, you're about a quarter into the season, so. You know, obviously, teams need to start winning games if you want to make a run here. But, you know, you don't want to fall too far behind because there's so many teams to climb now, you know, especially with this wild card now, especially with the top two from, you know, 
getting in automatically, but then the, the whole top three and the wild card, you know, becomes you got like six, seven teams battling it out. So you don't want to fall too far behind because then you got to climb too many teams, and it's not easy climbing, you know, all those teams. So you definitely need to stop making a move. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to cripple yourself and put yourself too far behind. So, so with the that's the NHL. So let's see what we got on tonight's hockey schedule for tonight. Let's let's pull up tonight's schedule. So you got. We got at seven all oh, oh night fuck tonight, no day game today. You got the Caps at Maple Leafs tonight. You got Hurricanes at Senators tonight. You got the Canadians, Red Wings, Blue Jackets, Panthers, Devils, Penguins, the big game, Wild versus the Blues, Canucks, Avalanche, Blackhawks, Kings, another big game, and a Ducks, Sharks. So that's your schedule for tonight. When you get across the NHL, so and then like I talked about earlier, you have a, another big day, really big day, college football today. Obviously, Michigan Ohio State game, as big as it gets. All eyes are going to be on that game. These teams hate each other, and the game's actually underway. It's the second quarter. Michigan Ohio State is scoreless. So, for Michigan's driving, they got third and goal on Ohio State's five yard line right now. So we'll keep an eye on this to see score who scores here. If they kick the field goal, score a touchdown here. But third and third and goal from Ohio State's five for Michigan. Both teams ten and one, seven and one in the Big Ten. Ohio State second, Michigan third. The winner of this game will definitely most likely be in the playoffs. You know, in, in the playoffs, and then the loser, you know, still has an outside shot. So we'll see what happens there. But Jabril Peppers just lost five yards on a run to the 10th, and that's fourth and goal from the 10th. So Michigan will be attempting a field goal early in the second quarter. I'll let you know if he makes that field goal as that goes on. Kentucky leads Louisville. So number 11, Louisville, down 14-7 after one quarter to Kentucky. So there's a little surprise early. Lamar Jackson, 66 yards rushing and a touchdown already for Louisville early. So... You know, according to all-purpose quarterback, going to be a top, probably top 10, top 15 pick for sure in the draft, you would think. Michigan just hit the field goal, so it's 3-0 Michigan with 13-31 left in the second quarter. So keep an eye on that game with Michigan. Ohio State, obviously, clearly the biggest game of the day, one of the biggest games of the year right now. So all eyes are in the horseshoe in Ohio. You know, LeBron James is there as they show LeBron on the, on the Ohio State sideline. LeBron Actually, I heard bought the whole Cleveland, the whole Ohio State team a gift, which people would say, well, how can they accept gifts from LeBron James if they can't accept it from the school because it's completely different. It's kind of just uh, has nothing to do with uh, performance or anything like that. It's just a, a gesture from a fellow Ohioan guy. So LeBron, you know, trying to do the right thing by his uh, city and standing by Ohio State in this big game and on the sidelines with the team. But it's 3 nothing Michigan. Jim Harbaugh looks to get Michigan into this playoff, and there'll be some. I'll tell you, he's done some job over there, Harbaugh. You also later on at 3:30, you have Michigan State against number seven Penn State. You'll have Minnesota at number six Wisconsin, number 25 Navy at SMU. That's at 3:30. Number 18 West Virginia at Iowa State. Notre Dame at number 12 USC. 
number 13 Auburn and number one Alabama. Another huge game today that people have their eye on. And Auburn pulling upset there. I doubt it. 11 and 0 Alabama. I think even an Alabama loss, it wouldn't matter. Alabama would be in the tie, in the playoffs, but. We'll see how they want to go and defeat the 18-point favorites in that game. So then tonight, 7:30, South Carolina at number four, Clemson. Number 17, Tennessee at Vanderbilt. Number 22, Utah at number nine, Colorado. At eight o'clock, Rice at number 24, Stanford. And also eight o'clock, number 15, Florida at number 14, Florida State. Another big game. And then over the, uh, yesterday, you had number five, Washington, East, number 23, Washington State, 45-17. That Iowa beat number 16, Nebraska, in a shock, a blowout, 40-10. to 10. And, you know, Iowa a couple of weeks ago beat Michigan, so Iowa's playing a lot better now. They beat Michigan by one point. Air Force beat number 19, Boise State, 27-20. Air Force now 9-2. As Boise State drops to 10-2. and two. Number 20, Houston lost to Memphis, 48-44. So a lot of upsets yesterday in a shootout. And number 21, Western Michigan beat Toledo, 55-35. So there's your college football setup. Louisville just tied the game, 14 up with Kentucky early in the second quarter. Lamar Jackson hit Reggie, Reggie Bonifin for an 18-yard touchdown. It's the second touchdown in the game for Lamar Jackson, one throw, one pass, and he has 177 total yards already and it's a minute into the second quarter. So Lamar Jackson is on his way to another monster game for the Louisville Cardinals. All right, so we're almost a few more minutes left. I'm going to give you a quick update on all the shows on, on the commercial break here, and then uh, – we're going to come back and close it out. So I'll be back in two minutes. Are you ready to be totally driven? Totally Driven Entertainment Network has a full lineup of shows dedicated to total entertainment. Starting on Mondays, we have the always relevant and often hilarious Hard Talk with Big Daddy and Big Booty Trudy. That's at 6 p.m. And at 11 p.m., go eight flights up and get your mind right. Tuesdays at noon, Pro Wrestling Now with Mike Ferreira covers professional wrestling news, rumors, and one-of-a-kind interviews with professional wrestling performers and insiders. At 8 p.m., join Smith Hart of the legendary Hart family dynasty for the Hart Grapevine as he goes behind the scenes and shares his knowledge of the professional wrestling industry and some truly remarkable special interviews, too. Welcome to Hump Day, Wednesdays, 9.30 a.m. The Coco and Wee Wee Show asks the age-old question, Who do you love? Who do you shove? And at 8 p.m., the Give No F's Cosplay Variety Hour brings you the best in cosplay, comics, video games, and more. Thursday nights at 5 p.m., Pro Wrestling Now with Mike Ferreira returns to the airwaves to cover professional wrestling news results and more. At 8 p.m., Totally Driven Radio, the show that started it all, brings you the best in topical conversations, celebrity interviews, exclusive musical guests, and so much more. Your Friday night would be incomplete without a trip to Uncle Shawnee's Playground. Join Uncle Shawnee at 8 p.m. and prepare to be offended, but, you know, in a good way. At 10 p.m., don't forget the LAW Retro Wrestling Hour, bringing back the golden age of professional wrestling. Saturday mornings at 10 a.m., the Mojo Sports Show starts your weekend off with a healthy dose of sports mojo. Get the latest news, scores, results, and more every Saturday morning. At 9 p.m., Totally Driven Radio rocks. Bay Ragney unleashes his inner beast as he takes you on a heavy metal journey and looks at the music he thinks rocks. That brings us to Sunday morning, the perfect time for a big weenie. At 10 a.m., the big weenie Castanini show goes live around the world. 
and ending the week at 9 p.m. on Sunday nights. Join the TV Nation for your weekly dose of the Nerd Herd and talk all things comics, TV, movies, and pop culture. Remember, get driven, stay driven. Welcome back to the Mojo Sports Show. So it's just finishing up the show now. It was a great show today. A lot of football with PDB and Magic Mike Ferrara called in. Dudu Brown called in. We did a lot of football today. Did some baseball with uh, the Padman called in. We did some baseball. So it was a very action-packed show. I just touched on some NBA and NHL at the end. It was a real busy show today with football especially. So we look forward to, uh, you know, next week, just moving on to week 13. There's a lot of big games this week in football. We did a lot of college football as well today. So, you know, we touched on, obviously, the big game in, in Ohio State, which they said it was 3 nothing. Michigan, Ohio State actually is already gone three and out, so they punted it back to Michigan with 12.37 left to play. And Louisville 14 up with Kentucky in the second quarter as well. So just wanted to give a couple updates there and – Again, thanks, everybody, for calling in today. You know, I just got updates. So, for the Bills, for you, you know, football fans, like Lexi's out for the Bills as well. So, if the McCoy don't play, the Bills will be going running back by committee. So, the Bills tomorrow, keep an eye on that. If you got any uh, stake in the Bills-Jacksonville game, the Bills might be on to their third running back tomorrow. Although, Sammy Watkins looks like he might play. So, we'll keep an eye on all that. And uh, next week, we'll update everything. And uh, on the NFL as well as all the other sports. So thank you, everybody. I hope everybody again had a great Thanksgiving and enjoys the rest of your Thanksgiving weekend. And Mr. Mojo will be back next week with more sports. Take care. <laughs>